FGC Hollywood, a fighting game podcast, is brought to you by, well, you. The listeners of this podcast are its main driving force. If you would like to support FGC Hollywood, you can do so by visiting patreon.com slash forward FGC Hollywood, as well as leaving us nice reviews on Apple Podcasts. So without further ado, enjoy the show. FGC Hollywood, stay classy. I went to Seattle and Seattle was so beautiful. I was like, I love this place, but like, it's probably so expensive. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to FGC Hollywood Fighting and Podcast, episode 13. My name is Max Bleiser and I'm joined by our JRPG resident, Pringle the One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Dragon Quest all day, baby. Man, I listen to you guys talk about so many, it, the at last FGC Hollywood special with you and Broken Wing. It should have been call, called JRPG Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually really fun listening to uh, you two talk about all sorts of things. And uh, right to start off the show, Pringle, I just wanted to apologize. I was in quite the rush when I did those show notes for you guys. So I know I left some things in there that were from last week. <laughs> and it kind of messed you up there. So uh, yeah, for anybody oh, listening no, to that, that was my fault. Ah, uh, no, man. It's all good, man. It, make, it makes it funny. <laughs> right. It's all good. <laughs> um, but I'm back. So last week I was busy. I had a super busy week leading up, and then I had to help my dad at the end of the week. So that's why I couldn't couldn't make it at the show. But I'm back to restore order <laughs> to, to certain things. <laughs> um, man, you guys talked about a lot. But the chemistry you guys have is really good. I, I actually was, it was cool listening. The podcast wasn't edited at all. I don't know if you listened to it again. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Okay. You guys had really good chemistry, so it was really nice to just listen to just a normal podcast. It was enjoyable, so I think you guys did a really good job. Also, also, on the YouTube uh, version of the podcast, there's not a single dislike. So now we know the every time I'm on a podcast, there's at least one. <laughs> Why they do that to spite you, man? <laughs> and it's all good, hey, for that person. Uh, hopefully he enjoyed the FGC Hollywood special for last week that was featured Broken and Prangle. And uh, for the future episodes, you know, you can stay free. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, man. All right. We have a packed show, Pringle. We have a lot of things to discuss. So I'll try to run by them as fast as I can. The second thing on the docket before we get to Hollywood question of the week, we have like seven items here. The second thing, though, is our delayed response to Jason and the Anger War Gamer podcast. You remember a couple weeks ago when we talked all that smack about Nintendo and Smash? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard them talk. Yeah. Right. So they had, so the Angry War Gamer podcast, they had a response for us. And uh, Jason's a cool dude. I listen to this podcast every now and again. And uh, so, you know, he had a problem with us because we hated Nintendo, which, by the way, is super ironic because we're not even Smash guys. I mean, you have your history with Smash, but we don't yeah. even talk about it that much. In the last couple of weeks, we did because some things happened with it. But for the most part, we don't talk about Smash. So it's kind of ironic <laughs> that he's <laughs> mad at us about that. But it was all in jest. It was all, in, you know, just fun. Yeah, yeah. Funny. It wasn't serious, but uh, they love Nintendo over there. They took issue with us. It's all good. Shout out to Jason and uh, the podcast crew. You can check out episode 14 of the Angry Gamer podcast to see exactly or listen to the full podcast to see their response to FGC Hollywood. I know they he mostly had an issue with you because you talked some smack about uh, Pokemon and Digimon. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, you know, listen, Angelmon and Angelwoman are really dope. But you have all these Pokemon. They're so much better. I, and I have to agree. Like, I I like I like the designs of Digimon. But when you think of, it, like, Charizard and, like, 
you have well, yeah, Arcanine, they, they... right? You know, a lot of really cool Pokemon designs. Yeah, dude, they got, I mean, they got like 750 Pokemon. You ain't really beating mm-hmm. that, man, unless you got a good, solid 100. But hey, I will say Pokemon has that trash Pokemon. <laughs> a little garbage bag, man, with junk inside of it. It's gross. They do, yeah. They also have some really, what's the Pokemon that pretends to be Pikachu because he doesn't have any friends or whatever? Was he thinking about plus and minus, I think it's something called? No. So there's a Pokemon where really? he wears he wears like a, like a ghost. He I don't know. He wears like a cover-up or like a mask maybe. And he pretends to be Pikachu, but he's not Pikachu. It's like a, it's like a hat. I don't remember, but like I just remember he had a really cool backstory. Like maybe he didn't have oh. friends. Is it Mimi Q? Yeah, I think it's that one. Uh, okay, I, I don't really actually know about this Pokemon. I don't even know what game this game. Oh, Moon. That's why I didn't barely even play. That. I got bored. <laughs> that <game> sucks, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just Big my friend is that. a really big Pokemon fan, and he yeah. he introduced me to that Pokemon, and I just thought the backstory was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Was it cooler than uh, what's that? Uh, Cubone. Uh, Cubone. Oh man, that. that's so sad. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> That one's pretty sad. Man, yeah, I don't that one's sad. But there's also some really cheerful ones. I love the pack of squirtles. Those are those dudes are tight. <laughs> oh man, they're savages, dude. That's like that was like the first season, like mm-hmm. first couple of seasons of Pokemon. And then afterwards it I don't know. I don't I don't really care about it that much. They changed the voice actors, man. All the voice actors are different, so I can't really listen to it anymore. Dang. I just I just like the squirtle with the sunglasses on. Yeah, man. That's an active <laughs> Man, he, he, the, he the king of the gang, man. Hell yeah. But yeah, go listen to episode 14 of the uh, Angry War Gamer podcast if you want to see their full response to us talking smack about uh, Smash, Pokemon, and all that. Hey, speaking of Pokemon, we I forgot who brought it up. Maybe it was Scruffy in the Discord. Favorite Pokemon games? I answered with uh, Crystal because I played on Game Boy Advance. You said Soul Silver, right? Yeah, Soul Silver sick, man. It's what What is that on? 3DS? Uh, it's on DS. DS, okay. Yeah, it came on the DS and it came with a Pokey Walker. What's that? It's like a pedometer and it helps you. I so I think it came with a Pokey Walker because I swear I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they put mine in from GameStop stole my Pokey Walker for like damn dude. That thing is like all those Pokemon games are super expensive now, especially because of the COVID stuff and mm-hmm. because they're kind of they're kind of rare. Well, not rare really. They're just expensive for some reason. So like so like. I think Emerald or Ruby, you said, or which one? Emerald? I, I play Crystal. Crystal. Okay, Crystal, my bad. So I think you could sell one of those, like a full box Crystal for for like probably like 50 bucks, man. And like Soul Silver is like, I think like almost like 77 or, or $80 or something like that. So Damn. Yeah, man, they actually go for it. They're pretty expensive right now. But yeah, Soul Silver, it came, it was a DS game. It came with the little Pokey Walker. And it was like, a, it was like a Dominator, but I think it did other stuff. It was, it has so much content. Like, it lets you go to, because, like, the original Silver, what it did is that it lets you beat the game and then you get to go to Kanto and basically go through, like, um, the Kanto region and do the whole, basically, you're playing Red, but it was, like, kind of like there wasn't much content. But then in Soul Silver, they rolled, they put a lot more content into Kanto. So that was, it's pretty dope. Hmm, that's sick. Yeah. yeah, I missed the whole DS. And what's the one that came out after the... It was in between the DS and the the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, yeah. So you're thinking about the SP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Game Boy Advance SP. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I couldn't afford that one as a or my mom couldn't yeah. afford that one as a kid. Yeah, man, because like that thing was like OD because like it had a light in it. So like it was like, oh my god, I can use it at oh, night. Yeah. yeah, well, I had to buy battery. the external light for my Game Boy Advance so I could see the screen. <laughs> Dude, that that thing would suck up the battery drive, oh, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, man. I used to like be like late at night when I first got a game, I'd play it at night before going to school. And I put the pillow like over so my mom wouldn't see the the, the light. But she was like, "Yeah, you think I like after like <laughs> ten years later?" She was like, "You think I didn't notice? I did notice. I knew you were playing games. I just mm -hmm. let you do it. Like, but I did catch you every now and then." I was like, "Damn, <laughs> the whole time I thought I was smart." <laughs> yeah, I can't get one over mom. Ah, oh, man, they can't. You can't, man. Never. Moms are undefeated. <laughs> yeah, man, they really are. All right. Pringle, you you mentioned that you're watching The Wire on Discord. Oh, yeah, dude. Scruffy recommended this series to me, and I cannot start The Wire until I finish Sopranos. I have 24 episodes <laughs> left, and I don't know when I'm going to get to it, but I told myself, finish Sopranos, watch The Wire. But how, I know you're, you said you like it so far. Man, yeah, the last season's been ass, though, man, so it's kind of ruining my whole enjoyment of the series. Like, that's how mm -hmm. it is for me, man, like... I feel like it's like the HBO syndrome or something, man. I don't know what it is, but like HBO will drop like a really good show and then like the last season or maybe the finale it turns bad. And like with these serious shows, man, if they don't like if they don't close everything up really well, it like it's just not good. Like in a comedic show or something that is a slice of life or some sort of romance, it's not that bad if it doesn't close very well or has a bad ending. But man. Right now, man, I'm watching The Wire, and I don't like the last. I don't like the whole last season, man. So that's Dang. like a good ten episodes, and for some reason, the last season of The Wire is the shortest season, and I am not liking it. Like it's like it has some good parts, but man, it is such a dumpster fire to me personally, man. Like I'm just like, what is this right now? Like, everything, <laughs> I don't know, man. It is it it right now. Me and my my girlfriend are pretty much we're kind of slogging through it, just trying to finish it because I how many it seasons her, total? But, Man, it's like, uh, what is it, like four? Four seasons? Four seasons. And they're not too bad. Like, the episodes are an hour, so. Right, yeah. I'm on the Sopranos season six, and th that's an hour as well. And I, I have to say I haven't experienced that with Sopranos, but I have not watched the last season yet, so maybe. Do you know how the finale goes? <laughs> you should know. Yeah, I, I kind of know how it ends, but I don't know the buildup to it. So I'm still intrigued oh, okay. by the buildup, because... Uh, how did Dude. they get to that point is really want to want to figure out. Okay, because I know for a fact a lot of people were like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I guess we can just say it's so a spoilers to The Sopranos, even though you probably should have watched it. Then again, I haven't. It just fades to black. And then yeah, that's it. It don't even fade, man. It just goes to black. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No fade. It just, just black screen, which I personally don't mind endings like that um, if it's written right on the way to the, to the black screen, so... Yeah, we'll see how I how I feel about when like I watch that. it. Now. Yeah, it, yeah, it definitely depends on how I build up to it. But I hate endings like that. I'm like, mm. wait a minute, you bastard! So you're right. gonna that, that reminds me of like Evangelion a little bit, Ugh. like like when it's like I left it open to the interpretation. I'm like, so you didn't want me, you didn't want to finish it, you just left it so I can finish <laughs> it for you, you bastard. Yeah, that's what it makes me feel. I hate it so much. Yeah, like, I know a lot sucks. of people. Yeah, man, I hate that show, dude. Like, I, <laughs> I, I want, like, the first half is good. Then the second half is like, what am I watching, man? <laughs> Everybody says, oh, it's, I watched it as an adult. I watched it when I was 23. Uh -huh. I mean, if you want to con consider that an adult. 
and everybody said, oh, it's so deep. You, you have to find the meaning in it. And there's, you know, there's a lot of character development and things about depression. I was like, no, nah, the show's whack. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Like everybody got so hyped when we got on Netflix and I'm like, oh man, I kind of want to show my girlfriend it. But like, it just gets so weird after the second half. Like I remember I always Google, I always do the joke of like the Google search Shinji does. And then it just shows a list of just stuff he does. That's so weird. That kid's like messed up, man. Yeah, man. And like, I think that's supposed to be the point, but the fact that there's no resolution at the end, there's not even, there's no climb for him to like try to get him out of the whole mess. He just stays there, and it's just like, wow, that was great to watch <laughs> for 26 yeah, episodes, man. plus an OVA, plus a movie. Get out of here with that shit, dude. They just dropped the last movie too, I believe. Like the it was four movies, and it took forever for the last one to drop. So I'm like, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I think I watch all of them just to see if they're any good, but. Yeah, man, they dropped finally the last. It's it's called uh, Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0, Thrice Upon a Time. What the hell is that, man? Why can't you? <laughs> That's the fourth and final film, dude. Some people obviously see something in that show, so good for them. them they like to think. That's what, it makes them think. It's like, think about it. You get to think about it. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I guess. I, I, I don't know. I don't like shows like that. Like, I... I'm okay with doing a little bit of searching, but not when it's the whole show. Like, nah, like you said, I'm not here to do your job for you. That's what I hate too, man. Like, so The Wire does that a lot sometimes, and I kind of don't like it because sometimes, so like when you'll see a new season of The Wire, all this stuff just happened. And then it's like, okay, whoa, where the hell was I, dude? Like, there's way too many things that just happened hmm. without me knowing. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I kind of like it, but then in a way, it's like it's it's like the wire is telling you I'm not feeding you the information you have to figure it out. But then it also has that feeling of I feel like you did that so you don't have to fill in the blanks. You know what I mean? Like it's like you don't have to fill in the blanks so things can just happen, and you don't have to as the creator you don't have to worry about doing the things that happen. I don't know. It's it's one of those like I have a like a it depends on how they make it done too, man. Like I kind of let the wire go, but I don't like I don't like that part about the wire where like a whole season will go like. A new season will start and all this crap just happened, especially with the transition from the fourth and the fifth one. Because, like, the fourth one, not really much of a spoiler, but it's like the fourth one is like, oh, all these good things are going to happen. Then the fifth one, oh, everything just turned to garbage again. I'm like, what happened? Like, and that's exactly it. Like, I didn't even get to see it happen. It just happened. Yeah, I don't like that. Like, I like Easter eggs. Those are fun. Yeah. But, But don't leave out a piece of the puzzle and make me go find it. Yeah, man, that's what it is, man. Go, go get your ass out there and figure it out. I'm like, man, come <laughs> on, man. Like, isn't that part of your job, man? Oh, Wales. I guess uh, I, I really want to get into The Wire eventually after I finish Sopranos. So hopefully I can do that next yeah, year, early man. next year. I, I'd say the first season is good. The fourth season is amazing. The second season is very uh, different. Third season is political. And the fifth season is, I guess, wrapping everything up. But then they added, like, a really stupid thing in there. Like, mm. But, yeah. I guess I'll figure it out. So yeah. while while you were watching The Wire, I was watching some classic movies. I what watched uh, The Silence of the Lambs. Oh man! Yeah, I've never I've seen clips of it all the like you know all the the famous clips. I haven't seen the full yeah. movie front to back. It's it's pretty damn good. Like it holds up, except for like some of the technology. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the one with the. Uh, it takes the lotion off its skin and, and yeah, like that. <laughs> it puts it in the okay, basket. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I recently watched that like. A couple like this Halloween or no 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 last year and it was good. It's a good movie. It's good. It really yeah, is. It, it holds yeah. up. I highly recommend it. 
Mm-hmm. I like the ending too. When he, oh, I won't say it, but I like the ending. Yeah. Yeah, I like the ending as well. Yeah, the movie. It's so hard getting endings right. Like you, obviously, you're watching The Wire right now. It's not working out. The ending for The Silence of the Lambs, I actually really like it. And uh, you also mentioned uh, Breaking Bad. I think Breaking Bad was really good front to back as well. Yeah, that that was. I mean, they they perfected it. I think. Like I, I won't say it's perfection, but like I was just like one of my favorite episodes is The Fly. Like I feel like that encompasses Breaking Bad mm. in a stupid way, but in general, man, that was a good show front to back, man. It, it it closed everything, and it's like yes, like let's go. Like I like this. This is this is what I'm talking about. They yeah, Breaking Bad was done right. Definitely. Remember, remember when you like, had the pizza on the roof and it stayed there for uh, weeks? <laughs> I heard that was like I think that was like his first take, man. It just stayed there. <laughs> Uh, this is not a classic, but I watched this last weekend, or maybe not last weekend. It was like Monday night, I think. I watched uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's a Tarantino film. Okay. It's uh, it's really good. It's but I will say this for the younger people, this film won't make sense for a lot of people if you don't read up on the Manson murders, because the way the movie it, it blend, blends fiction with nonfiction, so you kind of have to know what happened. And then watch this movie and it'll make more sense to you. Because if you go in blind, especially if you're like 17 right now, you have no idea why certain things make a huge impact. So mm. it requires a little bit of reading unless you're like a Gen Xer or something who, or somebody who knows exactly what happened during the 1960s. So uh, read up on the Manson murders and then watch this film. It's, uh, it's really good. I really, really enjoyed it. It's like two and a half hours, but I didn't feel a minute of it be slow or boring. It was, it was enjoyable. I like Tarantino films, though. Man, I, I can't really get down with his films, man. They're so ridiculous. I think you'll like this one. It's not, it's not like a normal Tarantino film. It's not as bloody as it is because of the fact that it uses... It does have, obviously, some violence because every Tarantino film does, but... Yeah, they'd be gushing blood, man. Yeah. <laughs> what What's the name again? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, that's a new one? That... Yeah, it came out in 2019. It pays homage to to certain older Tarantino films as well, and it, it even has a Bruce Lee cameo in there. So. Oh, okay. All right. That sounds that's my alley. I like yeah. that. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, might, I might try to give it a watch uh, soon-ish, soon. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't want to spend too much time on this topic, uh, but Cyberpunk 2077 and CD Project Red, have you been following all of this thing that's been happening? I think so. From what I know is that Cyberpunk, did it get delisted recently? It got delisted off like the PS4 store or something like that. And it was because of how it looks. Well, it's the game is really buggy. So this whole saga, I won't go into it, but the this is what I call a publisher doing career suicide it's it's like a self public execution that they did for themselves like they they lied to reviewers they lied to console manufacturers and first party <laughs> studios they've really done a terrible job of it's still so weird because they had a lot of momentum too and they yeah. went the opposite i don't know if you were interested in this game i was interested for the the world because i thought hey this would be a cool world to experience and i've played it i have five hours played in this game don't ask me how I got it. I, <laughs> and um, I actually don't like the game, but not for reasons a lot of people think. The uh. game, I don't think the game looks great. And my PC can actually is one of the few that can run it at like max settings and not bug out because my PC is meant for uh, very heavy video editing. So the processing power that I have in this thing should be able to play something like Cyberpunk. So I yeah. haven't had graphical 
graphical issues or anything like that. I don't think the game looks very good for this generation. I don't really enjoy the gameplay and I just found it boring. But as far as like bugs, I haven't experienced any bugs. I haven't experienced anything that anybody has been saying in their reviews of the game of everything that the game breaks. I just found the game boring and not very immersive, which was unfortunate because sure. I actually really wanted to like this game. I thought the world would be so interesting to me and it completely whiffed. I was just like, wow, this is not what I expected at all. It's kind of a bummer, but man, dude, CD Projekt Red, I've never seen something like this before. Like you have all this momentum and then you go a complete 180 and <laughs> it's just like, now you're the worst thing ever in gaming. It's crazy. <laughs> oh man, dude. Okay. So. I felt like it was going to happen. I, For some reason, I felt like Cyberpunk was going to land flat in his face because of the fact that it's kept the way it kind of showed itself, the way it, it's marketed. It was out here looking like it's trying to be Jesus' second coming, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so I was like, mm, I feel like this might fall flat in his, his face, especially with so much delay. Sometimes people will be like, delays are good. Sometimes they're not, though, because it can it can put people in a, a kind of like a complacency problem. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, the delays happen and it worked against them though, because the more delays happen, the bigger the uh the pedestal you're putting something on. If the if it has more and more delays, that means it's gotta be better and better and better each time. Because you're waiting for the product. It's like this product better be coming out, it better be good as hell, man. I better be seeing Cyberpunk 2078 soon. Goddamn it. You <laughs> know what I mean? <laughs> it better make that sequel too. But like it's sad that like the problems I saw was that like I, honestly man from what you said if it's not fun it already did the biggest sin of all in video games man I looked at the game and I didn't get it I it, so is it like uh, it's a first person shooter with like choices or it, it's what, a what first is, person yeah it's a first person shooter with a very GTA like campaign at least from the story mode that I played I I do want to add this though both. Me and my roommate uh, played it. I have five hours in. He has three hours in. Completely different outlooks on this game. He loves it. And his, yeah. PC, his PC is really good as well. He's running at a max settings. He hasn't had any issues. It's bugs and stuff. So he loves it. He thinks it's he's, he's getting what he thought he was going to get. I It completely whiffs because I don't really care for the gameplay. I wanted to be immersed in the world. And I find the world to be very flat and boring. Mm. Which... I, that was my selling point for it, but he really enjoys it. And I found actually when I went through Twitter, I was like, this game is very divisive, obviously because of the bugs, but certain people really enjoy the game as well. So I tell you what, who's, but uh, you know, once you piss off Sony and Microsoft, like, man, it's going to be so hard to come. <laughs> dude, I'm thinking also, it could be also like a game. If you like the gameplay, I think you're fine, dude. Because a lot of some of those people, they probably just in, in general inherently enjoy that kind of gameplay. So that everything else is a plus to them. Like if the gameplay is fine, everything else is a plus to me. Yeah, it's uh, I, it's going to be really interesting to see how this game progresses. I think it. Uh, you know, I didn't remember when Guilty Gear made fun of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I did not want to judge Cyberpunk before it came out. I'm okay judging it now because now I have the product in hand. But uh, before, I was just like, let's see what they have. Let's not make fun of them because they're going through some rough times. But now you can tell those like, man, those times were really rough because they kept putting out a delay <laughs> and a delay. And like, yeah, this game is certainly not for me. I can say that it's certainly not for a lot of people, especially if you play on eighth console generation hardware. Hey, you can't play that game. Yeah, man. I... 
Dude, the graphics store are ridiculous. I was like, what am I looking at? Looking like PS2 routers. I'm like, god damn. It does, yeah, you know, it looks okay when I play it on max settings, but I'm not very impressed with it graphically. I, I don't know what it is. It's just like, it's not blowing me out of the water or anything. It's just like, eh, it's, it's all right. It doesn't look better than like Uncharted 4, in my opinion. That's a cinema game, man. <laughs> oh, well, we'll see. It's gonna This game is going to have an interesting future, so... I'll keep an eye on it. I don't know if we'll report it on this podcast, but uh, just for my own reference. All right, Pringle, I have even a surprise for you. I have on bullet number five here, Discord recruitment. So obviously FGC Hollywood is a fighting game podcast, but we also have our Discord. The link is in the description of every YouTube video that I post. And I am recruiting for our Discord. We need some new blood. We've been stagnant at like 100 and 10 members i think but really it's like 35 so if you like discord and you're interested in fgc hollywood if you if you like the podcast and you like what we do here you should join our discord but i don't think me saying all this will uh really entice people so pringle i wrote a poem you want to listen to my <laughs> <poem>? <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. okay i wrote a poem you can uh judge me after i finish this now don't uh, don't be too harsh but it's uh <laughs> <laughs> that makes me want to do it even harder now <laughs> okay all right roses are red violets are... no i'm kidding <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm gonna say if it starts with roses are red we got a problem <laughs> all right here's my poem for fgc hollywood fgc hollywood a place of fighting game wonder where you can enjoy memes and shitposting and discuss and ponder this is a community that calls itself the elite and jest when really we just want to post waifus and pin the best. We are well-traveled with representation in Mexico, Germany, and Taiwan, but don't praise communist China or with jam, it will be game on. We are designed, <laughs> we are designed to keep in a classy at all times of the day, but be wary of the blue crew, the one that always have degeneracy on display. So if you want to listen, laugh, or interact, come join our Discord because FGC Hollywood is where it's at. Oh man, that was actually good, man. You <laughs> <laughs> put jam on blast. <laughs> Yo, you do be saying that about China. <laughs> jam be like, nah, man, I don't play games from communist China. <laughs> oh man. So uh, if you're interested in our Discord, please come join us here at FGC Hollywood. We're looking for new members, new new blood to be infused, and. Uh, yeah, we have a good time there. I also just redid our, our Discord. I, I got rid of some channels, merged them together, so it's a little easier to digest. And uh, yeah, come join us. Yeah, definitely. It's a it's a good Discord, man. And it's also, I do, you should also mention too, man, uh, that it's not just, uh, it's mostly fighting games, but there's also like a normal one where you can just talk about like anything too. So Yeah, pretty much. I actually would say we're probably less fighting games than fighting games. Yeah, really, because <laughs> it's either we're complaining about fighting games or we're complaining about fighting games. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I like the way the Discord's set up now because we have a good mix of people just sharing music, people talking about general gaming. Cyberpunk has been a big topic in the Discord. Some people talking about fighting games, obviously, in the fighting game tabs, and we have general tab, which is mostly food and pizza. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got a good mix, good mix of people there. All right, the last thing... For, all right, we got two more things. Man, this is a long preamble to our show. Um, let me skip New Year's resolution prep because I think we can do that. We have one more week before New Year's. So let me skip that uh -huh. one. Uh, I'll do that. We'll roll back. Roll that back because uh, I want to get other things 
Okay, this is a big one. Special Patreon announcement. So if you're a patron of FGC Hollywood, this is a a special announcement that I didn't even put on Patreon yet. This is going to be exclusive to this podcast. Obviously, I'll, I'll put it on Patreon later. <laughs> but uh, the, the Max Placer podcast is coming back in a spiritual successor form. Mm. And it, it's going to be exclusive to Patreon. I, I've been thinking about it for a while. It's like, what do I do to for patrons? You know, obviously, I, I make sure to read their questions first on this podcast. I used to give them the show a little early. But uh, I don't really like that format as much. I kind of like having everybody get the show at the same time. So what I want to do is I want to give patrons a special extra podcast. I want to make this hopefully a bi-weekly thing, but I'm going to start monthly. It's going to be all sorts of things. I might have guests. I might not have guests. And it's just an extra thing for patrons on Patreon that are kind enough to support this show that I want to give them something extra. So that's going to start this month. You're going to get a December episode. I think episode number one. I'll put it out for everybody. And then future episodes will only go on Patreon just so they can have something extra for the uh, supporters. So that's my little... I don't know what the podcast is going to be called yet. I don't really have an agenda for it, but uh, I'm putting all the pieces together. It's going to come to you soon, TM. Hey, there you go. All right. That was a long preamble. (laughs) Hollywood Uh, question of the week. I like how you guys started the podcast last week. It was just like, all right, let's get the Hollywood question of the week. (laughs) (laughs) Slip my mind, man. Slip my mind. It's all. Okay, we're going to redo Pringle because I think I I messed you guys up last Mm. week. So this is the same question of the week as it was last week for you and Broken. So the question reads, if we were to add the rumored games from 2020, rate this potential fighting game lineup for 2021 on a scale of 1 to 10. So we have here Persona 5 Arena, Virtua Fighter 6, Melty Blood. In the future, maybe it'll call Melty Blood something something. New IP from NetherRealm Studios, Street Fighter 5 Season 5 being complete. Guilty Gear Strive, Tekken 7 Season 4 being complete. Uniclair, but with rollback netcode implemented. Granblue Fantasy Season 3 complete. KOF 15, Samurai Showdown Season 3 complete. Phantom Breaker Omnia, and Dragon Ball Fighters Season 3 complete. So all those games I just read... Those are games that are either confirmed to be in 2021 or are rumored to be in 2021. Mm. So this lineup, I was, I kind of meant for you guys, instead of going game to game, look at this lineup as a whole. And, ah. and where would you rank this lineup 1 to 10 if, if oh, okay. you added both the confirmed games and the rumored games? Oh, man. We went, we went like 40 minutes on that whole thing. <laughs> Oh, dude, probably like I'd still I'd probably just go in the middle, like probably around five or something. Then you think this lineup is a five? Mm, well, nah, I guess not. I guess Persona Five Arena probably won't. I don't know. I don't think that'll happen. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I, I, I guess like with the completion of the seasons, it makes it so it's not really that. Maybe like an eight or something around. There. I was gonna say with the rumors, you have Virtua Fighter Cross Esports, which is most likely to be Virtua Fighter Six. You have. Persona 5 Arena, a new IP from NRS. I know a lot of people don't like NRS, but that could be interesting, especially if it's Star Wars or something. Uniclear would roll back, I think, is a huge boost to this list. Guilty Gear Strive, KOF 15. I think this is a killer lineup for 2021 if you combine both the confirmed and the rumored. Yo, I'm going to be honest with you, man. None of that sounds very interesting to me. Like, honestly, like, there's nothing really new, new to me. A new virtual... I want some new, man. You know, like 
Ooh, this is new. Everything else is just a continuation of the last game. Maybe something I I hope NRS can make something that would interest me because Injustice does not interest me. And Mortal Kombat definitely does. If we were to get a Persona 5, that would be my new man. That's that would be that it would be a continuation of a series, but it's been so long. I don't maybe you, I could say the same for virtual fighter, but like I don't really care that much about virtual fighter, so I don't really I can't say much, so I can't I, I can't really put much in there, but Maybe a new Persona 5 would get that good new smell, man. Mm-hmm. I, I could see that, yeah. So I the reason why I didn't put Project L on there, for example, because that hasn't been rumored for 2021. Yeah, no idea when that thing's coming up. No. But uh, also, I guess I didn't include Soul Calibur there. They just ended their season pass, too, I believe. But they haven't said any planned on having a third season pass. I think that might be it for Soul Calibur. That's why I didn't really include it on this list because I didn't think anything else is going to be added to that game. So what, what's your final score here? Would you say you said what? Was it seven or eight? I'd say eight. I guess, uh, I guess the new blood that I think about is Phantom Break Omnia. But like me and Broga said, I feel like that's just going to be straight up Kosoge, man. It's going to come <laughs> out. I'll have like two good days and it's over, man. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, I don't see a good bright future for that uh, for that game. I'll say I think with this lineup solely for the fact that you see here Guilty Gear Strive, Under Night mm-hmm. and Birth, CLR with Rollback, excited for Virtua Fighter 6, whatever Cross Esports ends up being, Melty Blood, a potential Melty Blood. I mean, that flew such under the radar. Nobody ever talks about it. But if that rumor is true that that's coming yeah, back. Man. If that rumor is true, then I, 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 I mean, I'm let's go, man. It's multi blood time, man. Yeah, I'm gonna and, get and so Persona weird. Five Arena. I'm gonna say it's a nine. Yeah, I, I definitely feel that Persona Five Arena. Like, I have this strong feeling where it might happen just because they milk the hell out of each of those franchises. But I don't know, man. Like, uh, this Ramble of Strikers or whatever didn't sell well, from what I understand, from in Japan, Persona Five Scramble didn't sell very well, and I don't know how well Strikers did if it's out already. I don't think it's out so, yet. Yeah, so I, if that sells really well, then it almost feels like Persona makes the most money from America as opposed to like Japan, where the sales really are there. Because I think the I think the American fan base, I almost would say the American fan base, even though there's there's more numbers, of course, but I feel like the American fan base likes Persona more than the actual like Japanese fan base. They sure take it really far, don't they? <laughs> yeah, man, exactly. I, so I, but I can't see what Japanese people will be talking about. So I don't yeah, that's true. That. Yo, I, I will say Guilty Gear Strive should be fun. I mean, that'd be cool. I don't know if, I don't know, man. KO 15, though. Like, I don't know. I don't feel like that's coming out, man. I don't know. I don't know about that. I'm, I'm telling pretty, you, bring it's coming out. Let's believe. I, I, I feel real wishy-washy on KO 15, man. Especially when all they show me is drawings. Like, that ain't, I need to see some gameplay, man. Hey, soon TM, 1-7-2021. 2021 <laughs> I got the date on lockdown. <laughs> That's actually my name in Discord now. <laughs> the day. Oh, that's what that's what that is. Oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. I ho- and I hope KO fifteen is like good looking too. Like it for a game that long, it just has to look good. It can't look ugly. It just mm. it can't be doing that. That's a sin. That's a big sin. It's committing. I believe, Pringle. I believe. <laughs> All right. So you said eight. I said nine. I guess we'll see at the end of twenty twenty one how much of this uh, rumored stuff is true. How much of it was real? Now we're, before we get to uh, some fighting game news, we got some podcast corrections. Last week, YouTube said, or rather not YouTube, but uh, Broken called Yu Narukami, he called him Ryuji. So he's he's officially banned. Broken, if you're listening, <laughs> you're officially banned from FGC Hollywood. 
until you redeem yourself. <laughs> if no, you I'm called kidding. him Ryuji, it would it would still work. <laughs> I can't believe he called him Ryuji. I was just like, I was tilted listening to that. I was just like, I was tilted. I was like, do I edit that out? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it pissed you off. You're like, oh, you got red. Oh man. Last or podcast correction. So this is a spoiler because this got leaked. So if you care about Dragon Ball Fighter's next character, don't listen to the next uh, 15 seconds. The character is Baby Vegeta from Dragon Ball GT. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Post Edit Mac. You can call me Mac from the future. So of course, in FGC Hollywood style, it seems like every time we cover news, 17 hours later, something else happens, and I can't put it in the podcast. But this time, I figured I would insert this here. So Bandai Namco and Arc System Works revealed baby, or Super Baby Vegeta 2 and GT Gogeta, but uh, we recorded before the news was out, so just a little podcast correction there to our podcast correction. So we only talk about Super Baby Vegeta, but just so you know, the Season Pass 3 for Dragon Ball Fighters has been complete with Super Baby Vegeta coming January of 2021 and GT Gogeta coming at a later date. Now, back to the show. So you guys read that news item last week. Yeah, weird pick, huh? Isn't that the guy from GT? Yeah. Ew. Like, <laughs> <laughs> ew, like out of all the good Dragon Ball characters we could have added, we added Baby Vegeta? Really? Come on, man. They, they just don't care no more. Go away. Uh, weird, weird choice. Yeah, weird choice. But uh, yeah, I guess they, they're trying to... Actually, when you think about it, there's not a lot of GT characters, even though I know it's not canon. There's not a lot of GTA characters and fighters, so maybe they just wanted to sprinkle some more in. They could have added Pan. Yeah, they could have added Pan. Yeah, out of all of the, like, damn, they don't like females in that game, man. <laughs> There's so much manly muscle up in there, man, looking like a JoJo episode. Well, Dragon Ball doesn't have a lot of, doesn't have, like, a lot of uh, fighting female cast, right? Yeah, no, but they could, you know, they could get, like, creative with it, man. Add Chi-Chi. Yeah, add Chi-Chi. They added Ariel from Dr. Slump. Uh, you know about that character, little robot cyborg character, mm-hmm. super powerful. So, who is it? Is it 18 Videl and Kefla, right? Yeah, and uh, and the other android, oh, 21. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, that's it. Frieza? No, <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's it. Yeah, you're right. I think so. Yeah. There might be another one, probably somebody will be on our ass later about it. Yeah, maybe. Either way, yeah, it would be nice to see more uh, female representation in that game, but I think that's just the Dragon Ball universe. Not a lot not a lot to do there. Pan would have definitely been important, though. Or, like, Oob. Yeah, that would have been good GT picks. Yeah, man. Jesus Christ. Or Popo. <laughs> Mr. Popo, man. Dende. Or, or Corrin. Or all the better characters. <laughs> all right. Yajirobe. Yeah, man. Yeah, yo, for real, Yajirobe. If it wasn't for Yajirobe, we wouldn't be existing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where's Mr. Satan at? He's the real saver. Yeah, man. Hercule. Yo, for real. What's up with that, man? <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, uh, let's get to some fighting game news. We only have, I believe, two items on here. Yep, two items, and then we'll get to the topic of the week. And I can already tell just by the time, Pringle, we're going to roll back one of the topics. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, let's uh, let's get through this fighting game news. I think you, you might... Uh, I'd be interested to get your thoughts on this. So, you will now... Uno later. Grand Blue Fantasy Versus latest addition to the game's Season 2 pass, UL, has officially come out on December 14th, 2020, and is now playable on PS4 and PC. At the end of the UL trailer, there was a tease for yet another fighter to join the roster, that being the somewhat unpopular pick of Uno, also known as Anre in the West, I guess? 
His release date is shown as January 2021, the same date of the next trailer's release. Granblue Fantasy vs. Second Season Pass now has four characters revealed of the planned six total. The whole pass is available on PC and PS4 for $34.99 or $6.99 per individual character purchased. And yeah, we already talked about how expensive that is. <laughs> uh, this one flew under the radar. So another announcement, Psy Games announced during the Granblue Festival that... The game will receive a new battle pass system with two versions, one premium, the other free later this month. The battle pass will allow players to unlock exclusive weapon skins, character colors, and other endgame items. Catalina, Sora's, Zui, Vasaraga, <laughs> these fucking names, and UL will receive additional color options while Gran, Matera, Lancelot, and Belial are going to receive the first weapon variants. Unfortunately, all these cosmetics items are only included with the premium version of the pass, relegating free users with the ability to access rewards like card characters, trophies, and lobby avatars. No pricing details were revealed at this time. Man, that game sucks, man. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling that you were going to say that. Sucks, like, come on, dude. Like, what is this stuff? Man, I hate... You know what? I, you, you know, was, I was listening to this dude. I was watching the Skullgirls Tournament. And he was talking about Genshin Impact. And he was like, how much did you spend on Genshin Impact, man? And he was like, nothing, man, nothing, I swear. And then he talks about another friend. He spent like seven grand on the game. And I'm over here like, man, I need some. This this format of like Grand Blue really reminded me out here of like, gotcha, man. Yeah. They, you know, we we're, were called haters for this game. And uh, I have problems with the gameplay or whatever because of the different pacing options. But uh, just the pricing of this game, it really... Uh, I don't know. This game misses me on so many levels. Like it's, <laughs> I want you to listen to what they said here. So there's two battle passes. One gets all this cool shit, like color options and weapon variants. That one you have to pay for. You can't even unlock it from what I read from this post. You can't unlock it through in-game currency or whatever. The other battle pass, which is the non-premium one, the free one, gives you lobby avatars, trophies, and character cards. <laughs> Do you understand the discrepancy between the two? Like, my mouth, man, just piss in my mouth while you're at it. <laughs> <sighs> it's yeah, I don't know. Hey, if you want to pay, give Grand Blue Fantasy money. That's cool. I'm teach their own, right? This is my Evangelion, I think. Like, <laughs> Dude, some people really too. like it, and they can go, go do you. Oh, that's absolutely fine. But I'll be over here doing something else. Yo, there is one also thing that I think is my biggest uh, gripe with the game. I feel like the characters don't have... I feel like they, like, kind of churn them out. They've been... I feel like they're churning them out. But the characters in, in general don't have this insane amount of depth to really make you stick with one, I feel, personally. Especially when I played uh, the characters I play. I feel like they really are... What you see is what you get. Some of them have really long combos. Because they're on a timer. Yeah, that, that's so true, too. But that's one thing I really, I really realized with the game, the lack of depth with each of those characters for a game that's like that, where it's like one character, you know, one versus one. I feel like there should be like a myriad of depth with the character that you should really feel like you're evolving later on as you play. But uh, it definitely has that Street Fighter Five feel where like so much of a character is kind of like butchered. Yeah, I will give it some credit. I watched some recent gameplay. It looks like the pacing has sped up again. Um, yeah, so. which which is cool it's cool to see that they're not as erratic with the pace of being super super fast and then slow and then exploding mm -hmm. again for super super fast but the pacing is still not 
to my liking. So I'm not gonna grab. I'm not gonna get back to that game until I see either a gameplay change that could make a significant impact, or actually, yeah, that's the that's the only thing. <laughs> like, like because there, there's already a character that I really think would be my type of character, which is Soros, the old dude. Mm-hmm. That's my type of character. He throws hands. I love characters that throw hands. So he's already in the game. So you already sold me with a character, but the gameplay is where you're w- missing me. Also, the price is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I think one thing that might help him is if they made like two different jumps, man, instead of like this high ass jump and like a normal jump, because those jumps are like moon jumps, dude. So yeah. it'd be great if they had like a KOF jump, like a short jump. Like, like, yeah, short hop. Yep. Yeah, I think that might help the pace because it feels like jumping isn't really much of a thing. So it's like, uh, like I see people jump, but like it's so like it's so easy to tell, man. <laughs> like it, it's <laughs> right. not, like there isn't like some characters have ways to kind of change the way they jump, but I think it's 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 it feels like it's better to be just so much more grounded in that game and have the occasional jump, unless you're like one of those characters that have like weird dive kick properties or something like that. But I think that I don't know, man. It, it it's a it's a weird game. I don't like it that much. I, it's kind of boring, personally. Yeah, I I kind of agree with you, but you know, people seem to really enjoy it, so it's all good. Did you see the fact the uh, the reaction to this Uno or Andre character? People were really disappointed. Wait, so is that the Pringles guy? Is what people yeah. call him? Mm-hmm. What's wrong with him? I mean, he might be cool. I don't, I don't really. I don't know anything about him, but he might be cool. I mean, I seen UL and I was like, oh, okay. I it's mean, another cat girl or fox girl or whatever. Yeah, she has two knives, but it doesn't seem like it. Honestly, man, like I like my face when I watch these trailers, I'm like, like I got like this most deadpan ass face. <laughs> like I'm just looking at it like, oh, a cat girl character, and that's it. Like, but then like, I'm like, oh, Rambo, holy crap, oh, yeah. <laughs> yo! But like, yeah, dude, I don't. I can't get hyped for some of those grand blue characters, man. I don't know what it is, dude. They kind of blend together for me. But then again, I, I'm not deep into the property. That's what, like, but that's what I feel like too, though. And that's why I feel I feel like they really do blend together in a lot of their cases. I feel like I could play like one character and just play another one without like that much of a transitional period. I'd probably learn it very quickly. And that's what I really feel like when I when I see that game. I don't, I don't know. Like, I feel like I don't have that. I'd say like in Street Fighter, it's pretty different too. Like some of those characters, like if you play like Ryu and then you go to like Mika, then you're like, damn, Mika's just like super slow. She's very different. You can't really like, you got like, like these stubby kind of buttons. It's, uh, I don't know. It feels weird. Yeah. Uh, what can you do? That game is, uh, actually, we have a question regarding this. So Sergeant Spancakes on Discord, he asks, with Brawlhalla just finishing its second battle pass, and Grand, Blue Fan- or, and Grand Blue Fantasy announcing a battle pass. What are your thoughts on fighting games having battle passes? Do you like the idea? Obviously, it doesn't have to be the way Grand Blue did it, but do you like the idea of battle passes? I don't like any of that stuff. <laughs> I feel that, like, I don't... I just want to buy what I want. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to. I want something to be what it is when I see it. I would love it if I could at least try it beforehand. Like, if they could make it so that you could at least try it just to see if it's worth buying, then that'd be great, but... Then they wouldn't really be able to sell, I think. But it'd be a, like it'd be morally better. But it would probably wouldn't be a great business model. Like business model wise, battle passes work great because people just buy the crap and they don't know what the hell's in it. So mm-hmm. they're like, whatever. Like season passes is the same bull crap. It, it's like, well, man, I get five new characters. I mean, that sounds like a great deal. Five new characters, new stages, new items. Why don't I just go for it, man? But I hate those. I hate battle. 
I hate patches in general, man. I, I blame Call of Duty map packs. Like, <laughs> like why in the game, man? Like, instead of just cutting me off and making me pay, like, more money for each map, why don't you just put it in the game or something like that? But I understand, like, things get costly, but I just wish that there was, like, some sort of, like, trial period at least to make battle patches better. Something to at least let you get a feel for what you're purchasing so you can feel like you made a a, made a more educated purchase. It feels like a lot of the times I'm just buying out of like, oh, I just saw this. This looks cool. Like, damn, bro, I didn't know how to buy off the back of the game, man. I ain't doing that no more, man. That's how I bought a lot of bad games when I was a kid, man. <laughs> right. I'd look at the game and I'm like, this is going to be good. And then it's like, sometimes it even lies. Like sometimes it's like, oh, you get to play this character and then you buy it and you're like, no, you don't. That's a lie. <laughs> They, they street fright across Tekken you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. So I don't like, I personally don't like battle passes much at all. I wish, I wish it was like, and at least if they were going to do it, they could show you what the character is. But then they're like, buy the whole pass. You get five characters. You don't even know what the characters are, dude. Like, that's like, like, how do you do that? That's like someone, that's like someone giving me, hey, man, I'll give you $35, but I'll pay you later. When are you going to pay me back, though? I don't know when I get it. What the hell is that? So I, I'll say I think I don't mind battle passes, but I want them. I want it to be one battle pass, no premium, mm -hmm. no free version. I want it to be one and the same. Give me the same stuff. Let, give me the option to buy it if I don't want to wait, and then give me the option to get it through singular purchases with in-game currency. But to split Dude, it that way, I don't like it. And you just reminded me, you can't even refund it either. So you purchase it and it's over, dude. Like you can't refund. Like I'm two characters in. Can I get a refund for the last three? Like, no, you cannot really do that. I don't think. I like how KI does it, man. I really do like how KI does their, uh, their treatment. Yeah, they do a good job of rotating characters, giving you an opportunity to play them and then purchase them if you want. Yeah, I, I really like that much. This is mostly cosmetics though, I believe. So yeah, it's that's different. Even that's even worse, dude. Yeah, I don't like this color. <laughs> Give yeah, my money back. <laughs> I don't. I can't. I don't know about Arc System, but man, Blaze Blue Central Fiction has some of the grossest looking color, colors on some of them characters. Man, I was like, ugh. Maybe <laughs> like, maybe like, oh, all yellow. Like, do you think I want to see like Hazuma? You think I want to see them all yellow? Like, come on, man, all gold or whack ass colors like that, man. A gold Arakune. Yeah, man, it'd be great if they sold like a palette editor so you can at least make the colors yourself. Then we're talking about spending money. That means 13. That have... Yeah, man, exactly. That you have all the ways of like customizing your own colors on their characters. Like give people more, like let them do more with the options you give them. Don't just confine it to just, oh, this, that, and this. This is, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't, Granville got money, man. They got that, that side games money, man, because they slapping people in the face with the bread, man. Yeah, it looks like they're trying to get more money. So it won't be my money, but I'm sure a lot of people will subscribe to this uh, notion of getting this battle pass, which is all good. But uh, I think you and I we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna wait for a later date. I will save fifteen more dollars on my what is it thirty six ninety nine was it thirty six ninety nine yeah thirty five thirty four ninety nine I will save fifteen more dollars or twenty five and buy me a game that might be worthwhile in the future. <laughs> I remember what was a couple weeks ago this game went on sale. And uh -huh. it was still like for the ultimate it edition, like, it was still like seventy nine dollars or something crazy. <laughs> I think the sale, yeah, it had a sale for because I've been definitely looking around and I see it. Uh, I saw it on a sale, and I think it was like forty for the base. I think forty or something like that, or maybe thirty five. But I mean, that's crazy. I mean, that game's been out for a minute, and it, and it's got its first sale finally. 
It's uh, four months shy of a year. Yeah. Hordy on oh, his wow. second season pass and first battle pass. <laughs> it, feels, it feels like a dinosaur, bro. Why do you feel like a dinosaur? <laughs> COVID, man. Yeah, that's probably what it is. It feels like it's a dinosaur, dude. All right. The uh, second and last news item of the week is uh, Dan. So here comes Dan. Get ready. Get ready. The Dominican Republic. So website Destructoid reports that via statement made by Street Fighter V producer Shuhei Matsumoto, which, by the way, is he's the one who steps in for Ono-san. So I remember you asked that question a couple times previous weeks. You said, who's even in, in charge of Capcom? Like, who's the face now? It's this guy. Yeah. It's Shuhei uh, Matsumoto. Okay. Uh, the first character planned for the game's fifth season pass will officially debut in February of 2021. The timing of Dan's release date coincides with what would have been Capcom Cup 2020, which was supposed to be held in Paris, France, had this year's Pro Tour not been canceled due to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. In other news, the new location for Capcom Cup 2020 has been announced as it is now headed to Punta Cana. I hope I said that right. Dominican Republic. Yeah, I think you're Punta Cana. Yeah, you're fine. And will be held on February 19th to, through the 21st. Street Fighter V Champion Edition is set to add five total characters with its fifth season roster, none of which we know the dates of outside of Dan. However, we do know the roster will compose of Rose, Oro, Akira from the Rival School franchise and a final character to be revealed at a later date. Uh, are they doing this thing during the pandemic? <laughs> Yes, and it's not open to the public, only the competitors. Man, that's still not a good... What? That's, that's, I don't, <laughs> they don't want to roll it back. They're like, no. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to... I wonder what kind of testing they're going to have. I don't know how it's all going to work logistically with flying these people out there. I feel like... I don't. I wonder how they do the qualifications, too, because some of those Street Fighter Five tournaments online have just been so, like, not really good for a lot of things like a lot of people drop out of them the connections are really bad i mean i don't i wonder why they do it and why out of all the places like the new location they do it this year it's like come on man like the one time the dr is gonna get any like love you do it during the period where it's not really like it's not really the time to do it like oh come on now man like yeah i don't know it also i wonder why so it was supposed to be held in Paris, France in February. Mm-hmm. Now it's going to be held in the Dominican Republic in February. What changed logistically as far as are they still going to have to fly down? Because instead of flying to Paris, now they got to fly down to Dominican Republic. So I don't know. Obviously, Capcom probably has a plan, but uh, it's, it is interesting the fact that they're doing all this. So Yeah, I don't know why. I feel like that's just not a good idea, man. Like, I don't personally, I don't think that's a good idea to even bother doing that stuff because. You know, the thing with the COVID is that you become like, you don't really have the symptoms till like, you don't really start experiencing till later. So one of those guys can have it and he just exposes like everyone over there. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know why they're doing that. I don't, I don't really support the idea. Yeah, I don't either. But uh, hey, good luck to them if they do end up flying out. Hopefully they don't catch COVID. Hopefully it's all safe. And hopefully it's, you know, it's, it's a start to normalcy. Maybe they're trying to be the first one in, right? We'll be like, hey, let's try to put on an event and see if we can do this because the world kind of stopped there for a second and we haven't had anything mm. but online. So maybe Capcom is trying to be the uh, the first one out and see if they can make it work. And maybe Bandai Namco can take a note and 
Arc System Work can take a note to see how they do their Pro Tours. So we'll see. Maybe they're trying to uh, to just move forward with this thing. So good luck to them. Either way, Dan should be there in February as well. And uh, we still have to see what's going on with that last character on that season pass. But I, I like their their final roster. Rose, Oro, Akira. I like it. Yeah, man. I hope I hope Dan is good, man. I hope he's not just a joke character. I hope he's an actual character. But yeah, man, definitely, dude. Like, I think that's actually like they brought back some old characters. Uh, I'm amazed they're still kind of pushing Street Fighter Five, to be honest. But yeah, dude, they're they're making that game look like look like Ultra Street Fighter uh, Four with all the damn characters they're putting in. Because like the game in the beginning just had like nothing. Now it's like yeah. forty characters and all this crap. Street Fighter V is like one of the games that, and we'll talk about it next week when we do the fighting game topic of the week that I'm going to roll back this week. But uh, Street Fighter V, just a little bit of a tease. Street Fighter V is one of the few fighting games I remember having this uh, weird narrative of being so terrible at the start. But by the end of it, you're like, actually, that's not too bad. So yeah, right. Yeah. They, it took it took like five years, but still, like. <laughs> Why it takes so long, but they still don't make the pat the neck code better though. That's the real question, man. Like, I like that they add all these characters, but then I'm always over here at the back of my head, like, why isn't that that there's still not better quality of life things in the game in itself? Like, I feel like they spend too much time making characters as opposed to quality of life changes, man. I will say I've had some problems playing uh some west coast people here in the midwest but for the most part i think the matchmaking has been okay for me but then again i don't play the game a lot i play it for maybe two matches a night and then i log off dude <laughs> stop very much yeah <laughs> yeah so i don't have a good sample size but we'll talk about that more next week mm -hmm. okay so we technically had two fighting game topics of the week we're gonna roll back the one and we'll do this one that we we should have done in november but uh it's okay it took us a little while so FGC Hollywood reacts to the Events Hub's podcast, at least the first 15 minutes of it. Back in early November of 2020, Zio in the Discord requested that FGC Hollywood, mostly he said Pringle, but I figured I would listen as well, would take a listen to the EH podcast and react to their takes on online play and comments made on the Tekken community. We have a few clips here that I found funny and uh, figured we can dissect a little of what was said in these specific instances now the show is hosted by john gray and john guerrero so you got two johns and two g's for last names so it's a little yeah. confusing oh man i didn't um, even notice that I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I heard the whole thing uh so i'll point out who is speaking in each clip so the first clip we have 11 clips here and we're going to dissect all of them uh the first clip is John Velociraptor, he opens the show with talking about Indiana Jones for some reason. And then he segues to Street Fighter V, or rather to just Street Fighter, which is hilarious. So just take a listen to this. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> it's been an interesting sort of nostalgic, anxious, fun, I don't know, this whole combination of, of feelings. Um, so naturally, I want to talk about Street Fighter. All right, so... Um, first thing I want to say about this clip is that, did you hear the fan or the hissing in the background? <laughs> it drives me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I, I wonder if they're doing it like, like they're together or. I think they're remote. I think they're remote. It's kind of like us, yeah. but they take yeah. it out. It happens for us too, but take it out in post-processing it or editing rather. It's like, it's so easy to do. It's two clicks. It's literally two clicks. I do it every show. It's a pet peeve of mine. But 
Also, I like the fact that he said all these emotions, like anxiousness. So let's talk about Street Fighter Five. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, how'd you, you get to they, that? You know, they gotta like reach for it, man. When it's street, I was like, oh man, like, hey, let's be honest, man. I, I don't, you know, we'll talk more, but uh, well, yeah, go ahead. So that's how they open the show. So we already know what we're dealing with here. All right, the second clip is uh, again John Velociraptor. He talks about how the FGC is starting to prioritize netcode as a factor for playing certain fighting games. And he then proceeds to say this. So in recent times, we had the Guilty Gear, Accent, uh, Toys R Us, whatever it's called, a couple of generations back of a Guilty Gear game. (laughs) Guilty Gear, uh, Toys R Us. You know, the, the the thing here is I don't think he's saying that ironically. Like how we say Melty Blood, Accent Core Plus are yeah, revelate. Like, <laughs> I mean, he ain't wrong. Like, let's be honest. He ain't wrong with, with that name, though, man, in a way. Because it's silly. He probably doesn't know much about Guilty Gear, it sounds like. But it's still kind of like, man, even we don't. The names is like all over the goddamn place, man. I don't mind like clowning on anime names because they are dumb. They're really, really dumb. But you said something is, yeah, he probably doesn't have a lot of experience with these type of games, which is incredible to me. The fact that they're headlining the one of the bigger podcasts in the FGC and the fact that they're in charge of the biggest fighting game website mm-hmm. like on the planet. So and clip number three, Velociraptor again. He ponders why old games are getting attention instead of looking at what's up. So again, he's talking about Guilty Gear. He's he's interested. He's like, why are the people playing Plus R? And I believe this is also the clip where he actually tries to say Guilty Gear Accent Core Plus R correctly, and he messes it up. So take a listen to this. Wait, wait, wait. I do want to add, though, the fact that they don't get it right when they are the ones you, like so for instance it makes sense when we make fun of it because we know where it comes from and sometimes you'll make fun of something even if you don't know but when you're the one kind of explaining or showing out what these new things are you should actually be correct you should come correct to these things because you don't know so out of ignorance you should inherit inherit the knowledge so you don't look like an idiot yeah, right well we're gonna have a lot of that yeah <laughs> Yeah, because now that I think about it, when you mentioned that, I was like, yeah, you want to you wanna get it right so you don't look stupid later, man. Yeah, I don't think he was joking. I, I, I don't think he's joking in this clip, but luckily his co-host actually knows what the game is called. So this, this, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So this is clip number three. If anything, the attention of the community should be on what's coming up right now, and it certainly is, but Guilty Gear Accent R+, plus, I think it is. Maybe it's plus R, please. Accent Core, you can't. Yeah. Again, you know, he he fumbled there. He finally got his co-host saves him. He was like, yeah, it's plus R. It's accent core. <laughs> there you go. But I don't think he was joking the first time. When he said Toys R Us, I think it's because he really didn't know what the game was called. Yeah, no, that's what I was thinking too. He kind of had an idea, but then he was he was like, I'm not going to remember that name. So whatever. <laughs> also, that meant the, the, not mentality, but just that thought process is like, why are people playing old games? Because old games are godlike. Plus R is an excellent game. He, uh, he seems out of tune with what's going on because <laughs> you know that new games... It, it's crazy, man. I feel like they don't want to admit it, but Street Fighter V sucks ass right now. Yeah, it's a better game, but it sucks compared to like what you got currently right now. Comparing to. By itself, it's not so bad, right? I guess it's it's Street Fighter. You got your street, you got so many characters. You could get the characters via fight points and stuff, but right now, man, like 
there's a reason why people are looking at these old games. There's a good reason why people cared so much about Action Core when they got a uh, rollback. It's because it's a good game. What we got up ahead on the horizon is looking hella dim, man. <laughs> yeah, it when you're only consuming Street Fighter V stuff, right? It's it's kind of weird to put yourself in a position that's like, wait, why are people playing R plus? Like, why are people playing these weird games? It's because you've never played those games, so you probably don't know what they are and how they feel and how godlike they are that you don't even put yourself in the same mind space as some people that really enjoy those games. It's it's crazy to me. There's going to be multiple clips here that I cannot wait to get your take on because, dude, I was <laughs> I was laughing out loud when I was listening to this because I was like, you cannot be serious right now. <laughs> dude, and you just reminded me, too, if you're speaking in the sense where, like, they – I don't know why they're not like looking at what's ahead on the horizon. Well, for one thing, since you only look at Street Fighter Five mostly, what is your horizon? <laughs> like, like what is it? Because like that horizon, I don't know which is the horizon you speak of, fighting games in general, or is it just like legit Street Fighter? Because like right now, there ain't no nothing in that horizon I'm looking forward to. And a lot of people in the fighting game community aren't, unless you play Street Fighter Five. Like, like there's not much to really look for. I. I mean, I want a better netcode. That's what I, that's what I'm looking for. And that ain't gonna happen. So there's uh <laughs> we're completely different. I find that this show and that show that like it's so it's like night and day. <laughs> it really is. Okay, so finally, this is the other John. So speaking of Tekken 7's netcode update, and again, mind you, this happened back when Tekken 7 season four was coming out, so this was a lot more relevant. By the way, they don't have uh, numbers or episode numbers for their show. It's just like, hey, this is the Event Hubs podcast for November 11th. It's just like, okay, that makes it a lot easier to find. Um, That's actually true. Now that, you know, now that I noticed it, because I listened to a couple of other random ones, and I was like, I don't, I can just go by the title. Sometimes they're kind of long, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least number them so I know. So you can reference, right? Like I can tell you, hey, Broken and I hosted episode 10. That Whatever. Like we talked about Street Fighter in episode three. Like, Whatever. I'm not their producer. <laughs> um, so speaking of Tekken 7's netcode update, John Catalyst explains to John Velociraptor what netcode is and how it works. <laughs> so listen to clip number four. I know that Harada basically has the whole game kind of designed around having better latency and other things. But yes, uh, um, the, the game does have some rollback elements to it, but it's not, I guess, overall a rollback system. Um, okay, so now that's a thing. There's hybrid. So again, dude, that hiss. I can't take the hiss out. <laughs> take the fan out or whatever that is. Just take it out. Oh, man. Once you hear it, you can't unhear it. Like, I, I know how it is, man. Like, there's so many videos on YouTube where it's like, once you hear it, you can never unhear it. It's like the static of the room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, Catalyst seems to know a little bit more about what Netcode is all about. Mm -hmm. And his he actually said everything correct there. That is what Harada wants. He said that he wants that type of netcode. And then he sort of explained, he's like, it's, it's, it's going to be blended, right? It's, you don't want all rollback. You don't want all delay. And Velociraptor just said, oh, so it's a, we have hybrids now. It's like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh my God, I don't want to, I don't want to be like, you know, but like, yeah, we have hybrids. If, okay. If you did not consume yourself only with Street Fighter V, you would know that we have hybrids by the fact that Code Mystics has done blended delay in a bunch of old school SNK games, including Mark of the Wolves, including KOF 2002 UM, including The Last Blade 2. This has been a thing, and you technically should be covering this stuff. But how do you not know that hybrids exist? <laughs> 
if it's just frustrating to me, man. I, I think it's also like the hybrid is being kind of more mentioned because in Tekken's case, it's a bad hybrid. So like, you know what right. I mean? Like, but in the cases of the co-mystic one, those are pretty good hybrids. And like people don't talk so much about good netco when it's good. They talk mostly about netco when it's bad. If that makes sense. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, these things especially Tekken Genesis is such a much more popular game so I'll, I'll be like I'll give him the benefit of the doubt on that one maybe not knowing because I didn't know too much about it but it's been like a couple of months already about this stuff so I feel like they should have like an idea but it also sounds like he doesn't know too much of netcode so it could be where he just plays the net, the recent Street Fighter and just plays whatever is there and it's like okay this is what I know netcode is so it might be the case but the other guy, though, he definitely knew what he like. He knew about. He plays Tekken. Yeah, I don't know if he plays Tekken, but I think he's a little bit more informed. And I'm not saying you sh you have to have a doctorate on rollback netcode and how it works. This is uh, in, in order to to play these games, but these two specifically, you run a fighting game website that supports or or is supposed to report on everything that's happening. You should know that hybrids exist via the fact that Code Mystics has made such a big splash this year. Yeah, that, that's all and, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's telling though because it's like, well, if you aren't like you guys post random ass articles, I don't know. I doubt they are the ones that do it. Of course, they're not the writers, but it's still like you're. They post random they ass. Yeah, they maybe yeah maybe they do maybe they do, I don't know, but I will say they post random ass articles all the time on event hubs. They definitely post something what Harada said on Twitter. Like it's oh, nine times out of ten they post something like that. So it's like it's telling. It's like. Well, that means that maybe you guys don't actually look into the event hubs article. <laughs> you aren't paying attention to them. So maybe not. Maybe, maybe not, yeah. All right. We're about uh, we're about halfway through here. So this is the end of Catalyst explaining to Velociraptor the idea of blended net codes, and this is how Velociraptor responds in clip number five. Based, right? Um, mm -hmm. that's basically the methodology there. Yeah. The rabbit hole goes deep. Uh, so, so apparently, uh, netcode is a rabbit hole. <laughs> he yeah. made like no effort to really try to understand it. He was just like, I'm just going to say this and move on. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, okay. So I remember that because so like what happens in this one is that my dude, uh, Velociraptor really gets into it. Right. And then catalyst in this case just like yeah no the rabbit hole goes deep i'm like damn bro like you know you don't know nothing about what he just <laughs> said. So actually like you, you have that mixed up it's velociraptor oh, that has no idea <laughs> okay okay so there we go i mix it up and then say yes that that they definitely he can you can tell with how he doesn't get it but he doesn't ask any questions he just moves on yeah he just moves on yeah like i feel like that's something you should probably like i don't know learn about so you you know, next time he talks about it because it's like, it is a, it is a, a constant reoccurring conversation when it comes to netcode. So it's something you should probably learn at this point, especially when you're the ones kind of like talking about it. Like, yeah. They get paid probably too, man. You know what I'm saying? Like when you think about it that way, I'm like, man, it's your job. Maybe they aren't getting paid. Maybe that's what it is. The incentive is there if you're getting money, right? I think you know what it is. I think they were talking about tech and netcode. So Velociraptor was like, ah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's yeah, not Street Fighter netcode. <laughs> Where's my Ryu? <laughs> oh, man. All right. So uh, this one is going to be a bit of a longer rant. And this one is made by John Catalyst. So he's talking about the Tekken community, how it's cult-like and its mentality, and how they speak about their games. So 
listen to clip number six. There's also very much, and pardon the expression here, a little bit of a, a cult mentality when it comes to Tekken because we've talked to numerous top-end great players and said, how would you improve the game? What what would you do with that? And they're like, nothing. The game's perfect. And I'm like, <laughs> bull f***ing crap, man. Like, that is the, the biggest bit of horse I can think of. Like, you don't play a great perfect game you have a game that has issues with it and you need to acknowledge that so that your community can level up and get better i love that you're not allowed to swear on the event host podcast apparently <laughs> yeah i i heard it so it's just like, I, I do like the take the clips of like great like i did like that though but yeah that's it's kind of whack it kind of takes away from his uh passionate rant there mm. though i find because i'm a ranty person i like you know I don't swear all the time, but when I rant, I swear. So it kind of took yeah. it away from me. But uh, what do you think about him talking about the Tekken community as having a cult-like mentality? I don't know, man. I don't think that's necessarily true, honestly, dude. I don't think anyone I know, like, but I don't know. Like, it depends on who you're listening to, man. I feel like the people I've heard all say that Tekken got so much problems. Like, I follow, I know, like, Fergus. I'm, I'm cool with Fergus. He plays a lot. And I, we know each other from the discords. And, like, he'll tell me all the issues, like, all. All of the issues with the game and like i think like even there's like suikin that that plays it suikin however you say his name i'm not yep. sure plays a lot of uh tekken and he'll talk about all the problems and then there's like people like pork chop even me all these people talk about the many problems of tekken so i don't know who's saying it's perfect like i don't know i don't think i've heard anyone say anything about saying tekken is perfect man maybe like nah not even like like even my close friends don't say that game's perfect they say that thing got a lot of problems and a lot of the <laughs> Problems with it is definitely the uh, you know what it ain't even about who you listening to. He was just wrong, probably. Like, <laughs> who says this game's perfect? Like definitely, like the netco was part of it, but like there's definitely like problems with that game, and like balance has been kind of one of those things where like characters like the 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 two D characters definitely being big problems with some people. But mm. I will say he's right though, saying that it's definitely not a perfect game. But I don't know who goes around saying it's perfect though. I don't know either. I think maybe there's a lot of people that, you know, they hold Tekken 7 in a high regard, and I think you should, so maybe he ran into some of those people, but yeah. I don't think there's a cult-like mentality in Tekken. I think they've started yeah, building a bit of an elite mentality, which is uh, weird for Tekken because they're they've never been the elite. They've been the the uh, one looking up, and I think I that's recent. Like... Yeah. <laughs> that's That's recent. It's like now they're the ones tossing us off the cliff. <laughs> dude yeah and and i don't like that they like i think it happens later but i do like that the dude is just going in man i like that he's going in. he's being real he's being honest with himself with with how he feels that's one thing i do like about him well speaking of honesty that's a great segue to this next clip because i think yeah. you might take those words back <laughs> I, uh, I, here we go I might okay take so during his long rant so that was a Clip number six was a part of that rant. He went on for a little more, but I cut it for time constraints. During that long rant, Catalyst, he, you know, he points the finger at Tekken 7, or rather the community for Tekken 7, but he also neglects to acknowledge that there are three fingers pointing back at himself. So listen to clip number seven will not acknowledge the problems that their community has. It's like everything is perfect. Everything is great. Oh my gosh, why don't you play this game? Because nothing could ever possibly be wrong or go wrong with this community. And it's just mind-blowing to me. And I'm not saying it's everyone, but I'm saying that there's a vocal part of the community who just does nothing but praise this game. So he said it's mind-blowing to him that something like that could even exist. Meanwhile, 
I think he forgets that he's uh, a big portion of the audience, the champion Street Fighter V, and has, by the way, not only in 2020, I'm talking for years now. Oh, so, yeah? Yeah, because he's been a part of Event Hubs for the longest time, and all they know is Street Fighter. Yeah, that's very true when you think about it. Yeah. This is a classic, a classic example of the teapot calling the kettle black. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I see it now, though, now that you mention it, because I was only thinking in the... I was only thinking in the con the, the context of Tekken 7, but you mentioned Street Fighter 5, and it's pretty true. Like, they'll, like, like you guys have been talking about, like, the Event Hub guys have been talking many, many podcasts of Street Fighter 5. How is it that you, you, you like, you, there's no way you can't tell me that. Like, I can understand if they love the game, right? But it's like, there's just, I, I don't, I don't feel like I can do that, like, and be real with something for so many podcasts, for just so many times when you know damn right this game has a myriad of problems that make it, like, just so uh, like unenjoyable to a lot of really good players. But when you mention Street Fighter, it does it does make sense. It's like, yeah, man, that game's ass too, man. So like, I said, Tekken is so much better than Street Fighter, especially with how the game is done. Like less less passes and stuff like that. There's so much less passes. Tekken has more like care for um, what is it? Uh, veteran skill. Like it oh, cares yeah. more about skill. Like, let's be honest, man. Tekken 7 is a much better game than Street Fighter in every way, shape, and form. It's fun. You know, like, <laughs> it's fun. Like, <laughs> like, a lot of characters are, it's like, I would say that the overall balance, it can be kind of, there's a bit of blemishes here and there, but it's it's pretty good. I mean, a panda won a tournament. I don't know. Yeah, you're right, man. I, I would definitely, like, it's funny how they mention that, but then, like, yeah, go go to the next one. It, go, I mean, go, I'm, go is this, before we get to the next one, is this, it's hilarious that he says... Uh, accountability and acknowledges this community has problems it's just like are you listening to what you're saying right now like it's hilarious that he doesn't put the two the one and one together it's like oh wait i'm calling tekken out but really i should look behind me and see the street fighter community and see what they've done the last couple of years get out of here goes to the puma yeah because like honestly man there wouldn't be any kind of way i wouldn't have to talk like every time i would talk about street fighter 5 there would definitely be problems like right next to it like Okay, here's all the good things. It would definitely be a board of pros and cons with the cons long with the con list being hella long because like those game that game's just been on a just a roller coaster going down for a long ass time. And it had a bit of up uh, now it has some ups, but the game's been like ass for a long ass time. And you know, a lot of people in the Street Fighter Five community have tried to swept those issues under the rug and be like, Oh, don't don't look at that. Don't look at that big pile under there. <laughs> yeah, man, like, even I kind of did when I was first playing it, man, like in a way, because I was like, I knew it was bad, but I'd be like, ah, well, I still have fun with it. But like in the end, my fun isn't like, I don't like having to force my fun. So I want it to come naturally. So like I had to install that game, man, because it definitely had so many problems and like just the, the sheer just, ah, man, so many problems in that game personally for me, man, the lack of just. Character depth is a big one, too, in a Street Fighter game. Yeah, it, it definitely has a lot of problems. Although I do think the game now is is way better than what it was. But It's still going from like a 1 to a 3. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of ass, but right. yeah, sure. All right, we only have uh, three clips left here. So this is clip number eight. This is more finger pointing by Catalyst here. But some of the, the way the community conducts themselves, it really holds them back because they don't give a fair and precise analysis of what is good about the game and what is bad. Do you agree with them? Do you, do you think the, the Tekken community doesn't give a good analysis on how? Not at all, dude. I feel like they take a dump on their game all the time, dude. <laughs> I agree. I feel, like, I feel 
like a lot of Tekken players. Like you see, I'm not sure how much he's in the community now, but I'm gonna say like, he's not. They, yeah, <laughs> probably not. Man, but like, I know that for a fact, a lot of them take a dump on their game, man. We how did. Many times they get hit? Yeah, man. Like how many times something hit them and it's like, oh, that's BS. Oh, that's BS. It's so BS. It's like, I mean, I got tired of Tekken, man, and, and you were in a way too. So like, yep. even with the changes, I mean, the game, like, it just. I just got tired, man. I don't know what it is, man. I feel like I'm just switching the same doo doo water or something like that, man. I need, <laughs> I need some clean water in my mouth, man. I don't know what it is, but like, so I don't, I now, now I listen to it again because I did remember listening to it, but I kind of was just, I was working out when I was listening, to it, so I don't know how much I was paying attention to it, but I did get kind of bored. So like, I, like, like, but I liked his rant, so I was like, yeah, emotions. Let me get some of that. I listened to some other ones too, and I feel like with Street Fighter, they talk about some of the problems, but like, it's like they're still kind of championing it. In a way, it's like they're 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 being like they're beating around the bush when they're being real about the game. When in reality, it's like, come on, man, no, man, this game has it's ass. Okay, like don't don't be doing that to me. Don't be saying all these words. Don't lie. Just tell me what it is, man. Yeah, man. And I, that's one thing I don't like about the podcast. Like, this is one of my biggest problems, man. I was like listening to it, and I'm like, what's wrong with these? Can't they just say it's ass or? Can they just say it's not good or bad? You don't even like. I hate when people just tell me it's got some issues, but no, no, you. It's either bad or good or maybe it's decent. But if it's decent, that means it has nothing to talk about, and that makes it worse. So, so like that's one of my biggest pet peeves actually. With when I was listening to their their podcast, because I listened to a couple others, and like they'll talk about it, and they'll just talk about all the the characters. The players and all these like the tournaments i feel like maybe they do talk about it sometimes but it's like man i just want you to just be real man just be honest with it man. like they, they run this tournament horribly you know it's like is this trash is that's this exactly good? like that's exactly i hate it. that i don't like it when people talk like that man like i i it's actually a, a problem when i have when i talk to people because it's like mean what you say and say what you mean it's like I know you have a problem with something, but I, I understand because I'm a person like uh, compared. I know I talk a lot of crap, but it, I'm, in reality, I do look at the glass half full. Trust me, man. I do look for a lot of good things and things. Trust me. It's just that fighting games have been just kind of shooting me in the foot. So I'm just going to be real with it. <laughs> but like that happens so much in that podcast where they'll talk about something. And it's like they're like protecting it. Like they're protecting Street Fighter Five. It's gross. From being real. Yeah, man. And and mind you, it's one dude ranting about Tekken 7. The other dude is like, oh, well, the rabbit hole goes deep. So it's like, okay. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, and it's not like they compared anything to like, whoa, this is what Street Fighter Five does. Oh, is that what Tekken does? That's good. Or this is what Street Fighter does. That's good. They didn't do that. They just like, they just kind of just jumped over it and was like, ah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's, this is my personal opinion. I don't only find this podcast to be painfully boring but they're also like you mentioned they're not honest with their opinions and i'd also say man in a because remember man fighting game players are dungeon dwellers man that's what we are at a core man so when you get a point where it's like like when somebody's telling me about it's like someone it's like they're the frame data guys i like i don't want to want listen to you nerds man okay like like you guys are like the nerds of the frame data right now because like yeah sure you, you may have some interesting things to say and i don't doubt that but it's like you're not getting to the heart of it man the real and that's that's what it is really a lot of a lot of us are we're emotional creatures man we're not we try to be logical but based off logic we end up running through our emotions regardless so we do things logically just so we don't run through our emotions so in a way that's like we're trying to be emotional because we don't want to deal with it so yeah. <laughs> so it's like like 
come on now, man. Like, just be real. I, I man, just be real. That's like one of the things that I always like when I listen to it. It's like this is why it's boring because you're friend, you're framed out of nerd. All right, a couple more here. So this is again, this is Catalyst. He talks about uh, bias in his opinions, or rather, in opinions of event hubs and what they're trying to do over at event hubs. So this is clip number nine. Uh, we we have to be as unbiased and as as clean as possible when we're relaying these opinions, right? As uh, as unbiased as possible when we're relaying these opinions. <laughs> um, Pringle, Pringle, I don't know if you uh, if I told you this story, but this is a personal note that I wrote down here. This is a big beef that I've had with Eventables for the longest time. They're talking about like integrity, right? So you're telling me you have integrity, okay? First of all, look at your website. there's no integrity there. All you do is you take things off of Twitter. You take things that other people do and then you put it on your website and then you're like, hey, everybody check this out. Also, by the way, this is where it came from and like a little link to the original poster. So I have a personal story with this. Back in October of 2018, Dakota Hills, who is one of the uh, people that post on Event Hubs, he's one of their editors, I guess, he took one of my videos and articles that I published on my own website, as well as on YouTube, and he cross-published it on Event Hubs without my permission, without my consent. They didn't ask a request prior to it in a DM or anything. He just did it. He just did it, and then he added me on Twitter be like, hey, everybody, Max Spicer did this. Now it's on our website. And I was just like, whoa, no heads up, no nothing. You're just going to take my stuff, not give me a warning? Yeah. Yo, the savagery, man. Just took your stuff, man. It would be one thing if they're doing kind of like what we're doing now, which we're giving an opinion on it, right? That'd be transformative content. That would be him watching my video and then be like, okay, I like this. I don't like that, blah, blah, blah. That's different. But all he did was just post my article and post my video. That's There's nothing there. All you're doing is making ad revenue on something I worked for. So mm-hmm. I, I got mad at that time. So I sent him a DM and be like, Hey, take this down. Nobody ever came to me with permission, with a request. This is not how I do business. Don't ever put my shit on your website ever again. <laughs> I was, I was really mad. So they did, they complied. They took it down. Yeah. I but mean, when we're talking about integrity, come on, man, get out of here. Yeah. I mean, I look, listen, I'm going to read a couple of the, the, the headlines I see in the eventhubs.com site. Listen to this one. Better images and translations for Super Baby 2 reveal more gameplay information for the next Dragon Ball Fighter Z DLC. That's one. Second one, the world's top Super Smash Bros. Ultimate player releases its hypest characters tier list. Oh my God, dude. And that's basically grabbing something from somebody else and writing about it, man. On Twitter. Yeah, man. And it's like Dragon Ball Fighter Z crosses 6 million copies sold, which means new celebration items are coming to the game. And then like, the fourth one, oh man, this one this is a bleaches Yorochi Shihoi and Arian flash steps into action in new jump force. Jump force? Come on. They're man. reaching. Yo, y'all reach, man. Y'all got y'all who ate the gum gum fruit? Because right now y'all <laughs> reaching. Y'all reaching like Mr. Fantastic, boy. Gummo gummo no reach. <laughs> yeah, they really have no he, the problem with event hubs is that they don't have any content that they do on their own. They don't have yeah, staff writers. They don't have anybody who can post an op-ed on his, on, his, on his own volition or whatever. So they have to take from the community and be like, hey, look, we're helping the community by publishing their stuff. It's like, no, you're not. You're just you're just taking it for your own advantage. And some people will allow them to do that. Certain content creators will be like, yeah, cool. You can use my stuff. So maybe I'll get more cross-promotion by Event Hub's listeners or Event Hub's readers 
they'll see my stuff on event helmets and maybe they'll check me out. In my opinion, it's not worth it. I, I got one right quick, man. So Velociraptor actually writes a lot of these articles. So you have him, he wrote one, Justin Wong updates his Marvel vs. Capcom 2 tier list for 2020. Come on, man. Let's be honest. A Marvel vs. Capcom 2020 tier list. Like, is it like, so I have something for him if he would ever listen. Is it that you guys just don't have anything to really write about for yourselves? Like, one thing you guys could have do, possibly in the future, is talk about, like, the actual stuff about fighting games inside of it. You could detail, like, talk about, like, with theory craft or theory fighting. Like, you know how, like, they talk about, like, oh, uh, like, they could make, like, beginner guides again. Or they could do so much more, like, beginner guides for fighting games or a new updated Bible of our lingo. Or, like, I feel like they could be doing so much more, but it's, like, this is what we get. This is This is what we get. Superman was so broken, he could literally win two rounds at the same time back in Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. And it, it, it sucks, too, because maybe it's not just them. Maybe they're kind of locked into what Event Hubs wants from them. So, like, if that's the case, that's even worse because you guys are locked into something. You got to keep churning out stuff, like, almost every single day, it seems like. I, they're going for, obviously, they're going for quantity, not quality over there which is fine, but it'd be different if the quantity was their own creative things yeah. instead of yeah, taking yeah. from other people. It's just, it's gross. And like, okay, so like, I've seen other people take, like, you know, those people that do like a lot of top tens and all that stuff. That makes sense, but at least they're like, they created the list, they grabbed the information, and maybe they did a little bit more to create it, but like, come on, man. And, and what, one thing that bugs me, though, is that for someone that probably writes so much on the site, you should probably know a lot more about fighting games as opposed to just talking so much about Street Fighter V. There's just no way you're trapped into Street Fighter V that you're not interested in anything else. Even if you talked about Smash Bros, goddammit, you'd have, I'd give you more for that. Because at least Smash has so much bullcrap in it that there's so much people just giving, like, doing stuff for it that you have, oh, like, I feel like you have a world of crap in there. So it's like, come on, man. Like, ah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's how I feel too. <laughs> Just Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. You guys are better than this, man. I feel like if you're writing this with much crap, you're definitely better than this. So I understand that if you have to keep doing that, but like do some things yourself that like what, what Max said is true, man. Just make things yourself, man. Like, I don't know. Talk about like a fighting game that doesn't exist. What if Dragon Quest Fighter would theorycraft something? Make it yourself. Make it yours. But a lot of this feels like it's just borrowed. <laughs> it it's also the the fact that they're they're churning out content. So listen, if FGC Hollywood recorded every day, we wouldn't have the same quality we do in every episode as we do because we do it weekly. We let things kind of naturally progress throughout the week and then we summarize it. If we did it every day, we would we'd have a bunch of fluff. It would make no sense. And that's kind of like what they're doing over there. I'd be talking about Chun Li costumes and, and mm -hmm. Smash all day, right? All right, let's uh, let's finish this out. So we got two more clips here. Again, this is uh, the teapot calling the kettle black. Example number two, again by Catalyst. Clip number ten. Why are they so biased for their game? And just giving a nuanced and fair approach, in my opinion, is going to attract way more people than just saying everything is bombastically great. So biased. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they so biased for the game? Why y'all shell Street Fighter V so much? <laughs> Come on, man. Unironically, too. Yeah, man, you can't say bias, man. Like, it would be great if people did that, but then at the same time, it would be great if, if Hubs actually 
add a podcast dedicated to more fighting games. I mean, by all means, like, can we get a what if out here? <laughs> no, they don't even have to do a what if. Just talk about like, oh, I don't know, KOF 14 every now and again, or like a game like Blaze Blue Central Fiction. Okay. How many times do I talk about games I don't give a shit about, like Granblue Fantasy and Mortal Kombat here, just because I'm trying to give everybody the love they deserve in this community? I don't only talk about Persona 4 Arena, which I wish I could. I wish I could, Pringle, <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to talk about it if all we did was talk about it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it would get boring, but apparently they don't. They never get bored with Street Fighter V, which is a skill within itself. That's one thing I got to give this crew and this podcast is like, they never get bored. I don't know how, but hey, <laughs> that is that is a skill. Oh, man. Jesus Christ. Yeah, the trap is real, man. And it, it, it like the, uh, the the bias that like you guys have towards Street Fighter V is like, I feel like, and since I, I like, I don't like how like you guys beat around the bush with how they talk. I, if they if they were more real with it, maybe I would like it a lot more. But I think if they were more real with it, they would have gotten over it already. Yeah, maybe it's again it's it comes off as disingenuous and it's just not very. I don't know. It's. I also just find it really boring too. <laughs> Personally, just, that's really the biggest. That's the biggest sin. Anything else you could have done, you could have been wrong on everything. But y'all just boring. You could be. If you were entertaining, I mean, I listen to somebody entertaining. They wrong all the time. You know. <laughs> Yeah, there's a plenty of people, and I'm sure listen to this podcast that love Grand Blue Fantasy, they love Mortal Kombat, they love Smash, right? Like, but maybe they find certain things that we say here entertaining enough to get away from the bias that we have for those games. But then again, mm-hmm. I am not disguising any bias that I have with any of these games. I told you flat mm-hmm. out I don't like Grand Grand Blue Fantasy. I told you flat out that I don't think. MK11 is a great game. I think it deserved Game of the Year purely for what it did in the landscape as far as being active. But I'm not sugarcoating anything here. Like, I know, I, I'm telling you exactly how I feel. And if you like it, cool. And if you don't, that's also cool. Here, BB it's tag, all. Dude. Yeah, BB Tag. <laughs> I almost forgot I had about to that. Holy shit. Yeah, man, doo ass game. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm so past BB Tag being garbage, I forgot it's a game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh man, just for everybody else, just yep. for the, just for the fans, I had to toss that one in. <laughs> hey, I appreciate you doing that. All right, let's summarize this. So this is the last clip we have on the Event Hub's review. So this is Velociraptor. After the big rant the Catalyst had on the tech community, he thinks that the tech community will not want to listen to the Event Hub's podcast purely for that rant. So this is the final clip, number eleven. But I do want to clip that little bit that you had to say about the Tekken community and just post that on our Twitter or something <laughs> and, and see it's if fine. we can get a few more listeners from the, from the Tekken community to jump in the podcast. This man. Could you imagine? Like, first of all, why would you think the Tekken community would want to listen to you after you said all that? That's like me saying, remember when I shat on VTubers, I said I hated them? That's like me thinking, it was like, I hope more VTuber fans listen to this podcast. <laughs> Street Fighter, you guys are just Street Fighter Five. Why would a Tekken come? Why would the Tekken player want to listen to that, man? <laughs> like that don't make no sense. Uh, At the end of the day, man, it's just boring. Like that's the <laughs> that's just really boring. Like, that's it's just boring. Yeah. That's really their problem. Man. That's a that's a real big problem. Like they go on and start talking something. Like was it uh like the one that doesn't know much about Tekken? That John, he'll talk and then he'll just keep talking about Street Fighter and like. It, that's it like 
that was the only part of like i'll be honest that the rant was like the biggest part of interest even if the guy was wrong it's like at least he was talking out of his emotions and then everything else just turns into this like this frame data nerd talk it's just one like note it. right when you only know yeah. street fighter what else are you going to talk about frame data nerd that's what we're going to call him from now on <laughs> but yeah it's I tell you what, I, I have to be honest. I've listened to way worse podcasts, but this one, because it's close to heart and it's it's fighting games, I take it more personally. But yeah, that, that was the Event House podcast episode November 11th. <laughs> Good <laughs> luck. But anyway, we got relevant game sales, so let's go through these quickly. PlayStation 4 sales, there are some sales, but I won't be able to edit this podcast in time, so I'm not even going to put it out there because it's going to end in two days and I don't have enough time. Xbox One sales, however, a bunch of sales. So this is the Xbox holiday sale, a total of 856 titles, and it ends on January 2nd, 2021. I put 2020 there, it's 2021. So get the, this, I have only listed fighting games sales, but there's so many Xbox games for the taking, really good deals. I believe Alice Matters Returns is one of them, by the way. So uh, go get that for $5. <laughs> um, but let's let's go through these fighting game sales. So Dragon Ball Fighters is $8.99, Ultimate Edition $16.49, Mortal Kombat 11, $14.99, uh, Ultimate is $41.99, Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection, $14.99, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, $9.99, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite Deluxe Edition, $23.99, Tekken 7, $9.99, Ultimate Edition, $19.99. Soul Calibur 6, $14.99, and Deluxe Edition, $22.49. This is Steam sales, but this is on Fanatical. So go get yourself some codes on Fanatical. This ends on December 30th, 2021, or 2020, sorry. KOF 14, $14.99. KOF 13, $4.99. KOF Triple Pack, which includes uh, 98, Final Match, 2002 Ultimate Match and 13 is $12.49. And SNK Hero Runs Tag Team Frenzy, $24.99. If that game was like under 10, I would buy it. Mm -hmm. And finally, we have Switch sales. And actually, Switch actually put the end date of the sale on the front page, which is a good job, Switch. Maybe they're listening to this podcast. The Bandai Namco sale ends December 31st, 2020. Dragon Ball Fighters, $9.59. Ultimate Edition is $17.59. Fighter Z Pass 1, $17.49. Fighter Z Pass 2, $12.49. And Fighter Z Pass 3, $19.99. Pretty good sales, not bad. Yeah, I, I didn't even know uh, MVC3 was on uh, Xbox. I didn't even know that. Oh, yeah. I think it's uh, through backwards compatibility with Xbox 360. Ah, cool. Okay. We're going to do, we actually have 11 questions, but because of time constraints, we're going to do three of them and we're going to roll back the questions i'm going to read patron questions so to give them an ability to ask more questions because you know they support the show so zeo on patreon asked do you feel there is a bigger disconnect between 2d and 3d players or between single character games versus tag game players do you think there's a disconnect between street fighter and tekken or between blaze blue and marvel i'd say there's more of a disconnect between uh Street Fighter and Tekken, as opposed to Blaze Blue and Marvel. Because, like, I don't know, y'all, you see, everyone's seen the James Chen clip, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. I think, like, somebody that's, that plays, that's been playing 2D fighting games for a long ass time and then transitioned to 3D and just can't get it down. And, like, because, like, it almost feels like everything in 3D is, like, reversed. I would say just out of Tekken. I'm not sure about everything else, but 
And what happens also too with 3D games is jumping is not really a thing, which is interesting too. Like that's like almost like universal. I don't think DOA they jump, right? I don't think they'd be doing that either. In combos they do, but not like specific jumping. So that's like a big thing too. Like they don't really jump, you sidestep to move out of stuff. There's a Z axis, yeah, so no longer just X and Y. Because like compared to like, I think um, if I were to say like Blaze Blue and Marvel, there's a lot of like uh, inner overlapping that you can use. Like you still do like anti-airs. You're still pretty much comboing them till they get in the corner and knock them down on the floor and then okey their ass. It's still a lot of like overlapping. Like, and especially like Blaze Blue with uh, Marvel where things are already pretty fast. But in the case of like Street Fighter Tekken, it's very, very different. I feel super, super different. But once you get the hang of it, it's normal. It's not that bad. Yeah, I, I agree. I think playing 2D games and then trying to play Marvel and Skullgirls, it is daunting. It's a daunting task. Like, it's like, whoa, there's a lot going on. But the speed of 2D games is similar to the speed, not similar, but like at least it's a little easier of a transition to go to Skullgirls after I played Persona. Because Persona is mm-hmm. really fast, Skullgirls is really fast. So I can kind of translate those skills. I just have to add a couple characters and I have to add a couple skills as far as understanding tag mechanics, switching out characters, and then Oki is a little different in tag. But the skill set that's required in 3D games compared to 2D games is vastly different, especially from a beginner's perspective because you can get toyed with if you don't know how to move around in 3D games. And a lot of times throws are different in that game. There's a lot of nuance in 3D that doesn't happen in 2D and also vice versa. But like, I mean, outside of like Akuma and Geese and whatever, ain't nobody anti-air. That's like anti-air is not a skill in 3D games. Yeah, so true. You, you do not anti-air. It's not really a thing. You sidestep. <laughs> yeah, you sidestep. So it is a bit of transition. I think it would take you a little longer to adjust going from 2D to 3D compared to going from traditional to tag yeah man because like my when i play a new 2d fighting game i don't have that much of a problem it's really pretty easy i'd say at this point like just jumping between them so oh he had another question here and i I like this one as well so technically zeo cheats but he's on patreon so he gets two questions (laughs) he says what are some of the dumbest sounds from from fighting game characters you can think of let's make a list and then sneasel can tell us all the voice actors (laughs) the dude knows like all of them (laughs) he knows everything I made a, a short list here, and you can add if you have any one top of your head. But uh, this is a I have five characters here that that I thought of El Fuerte from Street Fighter Four. Remember when El Fuerte used to dash? He has the squeaky shoes sound. Yo, yo the shoes be sounding <laughs> like yeah, man. It was so annoying, especially when he does the slap or whatever. It's it's super annoying though too because El Fuerte plays they run back and forth so. They... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, dude, Jesus Christ. He's an annoying-ass character. He really is, yeah. And he hits like a truck, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, he does, man. This one you'll relate to. Athena, Psycho Ball. Oh, man. Psycho Ball! Psycho Ball! (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty annoying. I love using that move because it's so annoying. Um, Alisa Boskanovich, when she does the rocket punch, she's like, yeah! (laughs) It's so annoying. (laughs) Oh, wait. Is that the one in Tekken, right? Yeah. Ah oh, man, she's I hate that character, man. She's annoying. Dude. I don't understand what I'm supposed to do when I, I fight her. I didn't really she's so you wild. don't really see her. Yeah, man. Always flying at your ass, something weird like that. Yeah, she's annoying. Jam and Axon Core. Basically just everything Jam does. She just screams. Bro, I'm about to 
everything jam is is annoying, man. Oh my god. Yo, every sound is like godly. Like even May sometimes is like like loud. It's like oh, but like I don't know something about jam is just like shut up. No, you know what I mean. <laughs> I feel the same. Yeah, and actually, I like I like jam as a character, but that voice, man, Jesus Christ. Oh God, yeah, man. And the last one that I have here, this might be a deep cut for some people because they don't play KOF, but Choi. When Choi does the drill, he's it's it's so annoying. I, I can't even replicate the sound. I tell you what, what I'll do is I'll soundbite the sound of Choi doing drill in KOF ninety eight, and you guys can listen to it yourself. <laughs> yeah, man, some characters got some annoying that sounds. Man, you're, you're right. All right, so that was Zio's two questions. Let's do uh, let's do two more so I can get one from YouTube and one from Discord. Tyler Wilson on YouTube asks do you think the characters people choose to play and or play style they like the best is a good representation of aspects of their personality for example are more aggressive outgoing people more likely to play rushdown based characters and are passive people more likely to play defensive characters would you say that's true for yourself me no i don't i play whatever i like but like i can definitely see it in the people oh man i know there's a lot of people like that like they'd be like i don't like people pressing buttons so i just pick the most ignorant ass characters <laughs> and i hate that i'm like you terrible degenerate ass individual <laughs> so yeah I, I i play characters based off if i like them so if i like their functions you know i'm a function guy man yeah. everything in life is function for me <laughs> so i'd like just pick it out of like utility so I think like I'll pick, uh, but sometimes I like to play them in a way where like, I don't like my play, my person playing. Like I, I like to like kind of break down people. So yeah, but I don't really like, I, I think that there is a good connection towards what people play for um, their personalities. But like, I've also seen like the opposite where like, for instance, I remember Daigo says that he plays, he plays defensive players. He plays defensive characters really aggressive. If you've seen his guy, you would know. Yeah, and he is a very reserved guy, right? Yeah, he's kind of reserved. Yeah, he's kind of like to himself. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would say I don't think this really applies to me. I'm I would consider myself pretty reserved or passive in real life, but I like rushdown characters. They're fun. <laughs> Sad, you you a gorilla? Get out of here! You a monk? You monkey? I'm a monkey boy. <laughs> Uh, it, it, that's the deep down inside of Mac. It's like deep down. I don't want you ever to play. I just want to keep beating your ass to the ground until you can't do nothing. I mean, that's also fun. But I, I like playing Ryu, right? Like playing the footsie game, jump over my fireball, I'll DPU. But uh, yeah, I do like rushing down. It's super fun. Akatsuki, come on. Yeah, man. I yeah, I feel it, man. I Philly is really fun rush down. Like I, uh, I, I just wish because in the game of like. Skullgirls affiliate, like, I don't feel like she's that amazing because of the push block mechanic being so good and so many things you can do to for defense. So, like, if she has, like, an assist, but I usually like the player just kind of, like, by herself mostly. So it's not as great as I wish it was, but I definitely have this, like, feeling where it's like, oh, yeah, I love rushing people down. That's like, I like, when I play May, I'm like, gorilla in this, man. I'm like, so gorilla, like, bro, like, she got a command grab. Let's, let's get it. I'm going <laughs> give a character a command grab that's like a sin man a character shouldn't shouldn't do a lot of damage and get a command grab that's a gorilla right there boy yeah that's but you know what i realized by myself i like playing the gorilla as characters but i like working towards that position so like yeah. 
Yeah, I get you there. I'm the same way, man. I don't like I don't like a uh, dumb gorilla too much. Like I want to make it look dumb, but I don't want you to think it's dumb. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think about my character selection. So Akatsuki, you know, really hard to get off you, but takes some work to get in. Same thing with Eno, right? Like Eno has to get in in order for to make you stop playing the game. Arizona from Them's Fighting Herds, right? She has to get in. She can get zoned out, but once she gets in, it's it's hard to get her off. So I like working my way up but then making it miserable for you once i'm up close yeah i like that too i don't like just getting it man i i really don't like that's actually one of the things i really do not like so i guess you could say in that case it does correlate to some of the characters i pick because i hate characters that just kind of like i actually like i play a character and like if i know that they just get it that easily i just kind of like stop playing like i don't really like that at all i i want to play like i want to play like a savage character like one that's like like maybe like Axel, if I could, if I played like Guilty Gear again, I'd pick Axel or something. But even though he's kind of weird of a zoner, it's like I I, I kind of want to play something like that. But yeah, I really sometimes the context of the game almost feels like so for Guilty Gear, I feel like everybody's a rushed out character in the end, man. Except like Potemkin or something like that. But everyone just puts you in the Oki blender and like kind of just die afterwards. But, <laughs> right, that's Guilty Gear. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah I think there's some connection to it, but I definitely don't like. Br- I don't like brain dead characters. I like making it look brain dead, but I'm not too much of a fan of just super brain dead characters. Yeah, I, I agree. All right, last question for this week, and we'll get to the rest next week. This comes from Felonious Monk on Discord. Asks, you can only have one between these two choices. When it comes to the FGC, would you rather have lame games or lame community? Now, there was some discussion in the FGC Hollywood podcast tab on Discord. What does lame community mean? Does it mean not interesting figures? Does it mean they're not very responsive? Like, what does that mean? I think it's open to interpretation. So whatever your definition of a lame community is, I think that's what he means. Okay. I would go with lame. As much as I love the FGC for the community, because listen, I'm not a top player. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to win Evo. I'm not going to compete at the highest levels. I'm not going to go to every single tournament. I think I would rather have a lame community because it, it affects less of what I do with fighting games, right? So I'd rather have really godlike games, but the community not be as hype. I, I would love, I mean, it sucks that I have to get rid of one because, you know, like one of your favorite clips ever is Lee Chung and Yipes making sound effects for Street Fighter V. Like if we don't have that, then it's it's such a big part of, of fighting games. But if you don't have Street Fighter V, you don't have those sound effects. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's like the chicken or the egg. That's a hard one now that you put it. I didn't, I didn't even put myself into perspective. I just kind of talked like I was out of it. So, I, so I'm thinking over here, I'm like, man, I, don't, I would rather have a lame games because with a community, we could play doo-doo-ass games. We could play and have fun. <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually, yeah. Some Sailor Moon, and then we'd be like, yo, this game is terrible, but it's fun. <laughs> like, that's what I was thinking in my head. <laughs> but it's kind of true, though, because when I think about it, if I think about it in the context of myself, then I am not even, I'm barely part of any community except my local scene. And I only meet up with them once a week or play. And if I do play them, sometimes they're not playing Skullgirls anymore. So I don't really play much with them anymore. So like, well, I guess I got to go with games because that's the only realistic thing I got. <laughs> yeah, man. It's also, could you imagine if we picked having lame games, but godlike community and we're all relegated to playing BB tag? Oh my God. What a future. Oh, you're right you're right you're right i don't know man yeah you're right if we only had bb tag that'd be like i 
then that we, then we, that would mean we traded everything. We, <laughs> we traded everything, man. Like Thanos. Oh, <laughs> what did it cost? <laughs> this dude took seventy five percent of everything, not fifty. Oh man, yeah, I would I would agree. I, I think I would rather have lame community than lame games. Give me godlike games. Seriously. All right, we got shout out of the week, and I think you might like this, Pringle. So the shout out of the week goes to uh, a personal passion of mine. I backed this game. I was a late backer of this game. I wasn't an early adopter, so don't don't think I'm I'm, I'm not I'm not fronting over here. I backed it when it was probably already funded. I just gave it a little bit of money. Mm. So this is a shout out to Omocat for finally finishing this game. Uh, Omori, Omori is a psychological horror 2D RPG that features a mystery for its main narrative. The tagline is "Your story is already over. You just have to remember it." Omori is a is heavily inspired by the Mother series, specifically Earthbound and Mother 3. Omori has been in production since 2014 and will release on December 25th, 2020. It's a really cool top-down 2D RPG and it has a it looks like a child's game, but it has a mature narrative, which I like. It's a cool That's dichotomy cool. there, yeah. Yeah, man, I'm looking at I'm a big uh I'm a big Earthbound fan, man. I'm still waiting for Mother 3 to get a real release outside of Japan, but, you know, that'll never happen. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, this game does a lot with uh, with sound. So, because yeah, it's psychological, so there's a lot of sound and, 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 like, flashing, not flashing images, but, like, you have to pay attention playing this game. I watched a little bit of the demo, then I shut it off because I was like, I really want to be, I'll be honest with you, I'm more, I was more excited for, for Omori than I was for Cyberpunk. <laughs> Dude, you remind you reminded me like a game I backed was I don't know if you heard uh, Crosscode. So that was a game I backed. Man, I backed that game. I was like, I want this. I played the demo and I was like, this game has to exist. And man, it whoa, man, it was game of the year for me, dude. Last year or I think it was this year maybe or something. That was game of the year for me, man. I was like, there's nothing that could get me other than this. It's like almost right there next to Dragon Quest, like right there. I'd say Dragon Quest is better. Just because I'm a big Dragon Quest guy, but like this game was awesome. It was like, it was like Zelda with like kind of like an MMORPG vibe, but it was like Zelda but fast but super puzzle heavy, and I loved it. It was those puzzles were hard as hell for me, man. Great game, great game. I'll have to check that out. But yeah, that's all we have, Pringle. I appreciate uh, you joining me, and it was nice being back. You know, we I, I missed an episode, so. It was nice getting back to the groove of fighting games. Yeah, I think we had a fairly decent episode. We had to cut it a little bit short, but it's okay. We have plenty to discuss next episode. That's good for this podcast, you know, because sometimes we have a lot to talk about. Sometimes we have nothing to talk about. So this gives us a a good uh, leg up on next week. Yeah, definitely, man. I want to get more in there. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, without further ado, I want to thank everybody on Patreon that supports the show. Everybody on YouTube, audio platforms, you guys are sick. And uh, Pringle, I don't know if you have any last words. Before we get out of here uh i man i hope everybody has a good uh what, what i can't open up my oh never mind I'll open up the calendar but next week friday is what is it christmas right oh yeah yeah so we'll we'll do the next one like the day after friday but yeah man happy holidays for everybody you know, i'm not really a christmas guy but happy holidays y'all kwanzaa hanukkah everything i guess all of them yeah yeah go get yourself some sales too there's a bunch of fighting game sales so go buy those and uh Definitely. play play with your little brother beat his ass <laughs> mention you i don't know um, so it's switched but like i got like a i gotta say i gotta get real close to this one because it's a surprise but like i got a sale for like um uh a, a pro controller but it comes with the, the uh the super uh, super mario odyssey code 
So it's like they're selling it on some Walmarts for like seventy dollars, but it's not on like the uh, the 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 aisle. I had to like find it online, but they're selling like a pro, a pro controller with like the Odyssey code. So that, and it, it's only like seventy bucks. So that's like really good, man. Because those pro controllers are like forty bucks. Dang. Yeah, man. So that's like, and that game is like fifty, I think fifty. Right now it's on a sale for like forty. If anyone's interested. Nintendo's got some sales going on, like Mac mentioned, but they definitely, uh, yeah, they got, I think they got uh, that Mario one for like 50, 40 right now or something, which is like probably like the lowest you can get it for right now. And it's been out for like two years, so. Of course. Nintendo's like Ramblu. No sales for no one. <laughs> yeah, no love, man. No love for the, the consumers, dude. No love. But speaking of love, we love everybody listening to FGC Hollywood. All right. And come on down to the Discord, y'all. Just come on down, man. Yeah, come, come, come join us. But yeah, we're going to get out of here. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Take care, y'all.